0: Again, where we are back once again at our weekly time. Oh my gosh, not only that, but we're back to where it all started. It's game of the year. Was our first episode game of the year? I I, I can't remember if it was exactly the very first one, but like one of the first things we were doing was game of the year, David. I love that. That's a ballsy move. Just like you don't know know who we are, but. (laughs) You want to know what our favorite games yeah, are, right? You have no idea what our taste is, but here's a collection of video games. <laughs> Big pandemic energy. Yeah, for sure. Let's just do something, anything. Mm-hmm. Last year, that was pre-pandemic. Yeah, just barely. Just mm. barely. Hey, it's Video Game Podtimism, the optimist video game variety show where two best friends talk about the best games of the year. Mm-hmm. And my name is Chase. And my name is David. Get, making the game of the year really feels like kind of nostalgic for me. Like we're mm-hmm. returning to form in a, in in, a, in some way. <laughs> is this your is this your true form, Chase? This is my true form. I finally transformed from Frieza level two or whatever, where he's got like the big long Xenomorph head, into mm. just like small, tiny, strong Frieza. Small. Oh, the tr- the true form, Frieza.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, this is this is this is my good this is my good form. I'm I'm here to talk about video games normally. We would talk about the video games we're playing But like we're not I don't think we're even going to do that mm-hmm. Yeah we're I think, just gonna talk I think about we're just w- going to go straight Into it because I'm looking at Chase In the eyes
2: <laughs> and I can Tell that I i can read the six Pages of notes that he has on And he's looking at it on his computer screen
0: right now Yeah he is he is chomping At the bit talk about some games <laughs> We were, we were just talking about this off mic, but like, I have to do the notes. I have to do the notes or I don't say the things like you're much better at just like thinking of the thing that you want to say. And then saying that I like, if I didn't tell you about blank is my game of the year. Mm. Like if I just tried to do that off the cuff, I'd be like, I don't know. It was good. The good video game.
2: See, I'm the opposite. If I wrote it down and like read it off of something, <laughs> I would sound so artificial and staged. I have to sure. do it this way; otherwise, it just it's, <laughs> it's bad. The same way I'm with like public speaking. I never write anything mm. out. I just do like bullet points, and then I just look at my slides. I'm
0: like, okay, we're talking about this now. Here it is. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. A great speech writer, I, I, I will say now that I've been the, the subject of a speech Ooh. by David. Thank you. A little best man shadow. <laughs>
2: Yeah, just knows my process for <laughs> For writing things It's write a yeah. lot of stuff and then just say Fuck it, we're doing it live And then just <laughs> say whatever the hell you want It sounded off the cuff, it was good Thank you, thank
0: you, I appreciate yeah. that I put
2: some capital E effort into it
0: Oh yeah, I could tell I could tell, everybody could Well shit, okay, do let's uh, let's do game of the year Shall we? it's game of the year uh hi we are going to talk about nine of our games of the year because it's our music here sorry i could cut you off totally but (laughs) that's that's fine we've been doing it long enough that that's not not an offensive thing we've been friends long enough that that's not an offensive thing cool i
2: just feel the need to say i recognize you had the floor and i trampled all over it
0: That's kind of part of this. I think that's kind of a thing that we do. Yeah. Get out of my way. I'm talking now. Sorry, I can do. I got something to say. (laughs) Um, Capital S, saying something. So we're doing nine games uh, because I think we did like seven or eight last year. We're just trying to keep that weird trend rolling. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're doing that. I I think it's also worth noting here that you and I do our games of the year a little differently than each other. Yeah. I typically will restrain. My games of the year to things that have come out this year so anything that came out in 2022 that that that, that had like major releases i'm trying to like skirt around early access or whatever because I think there's like one or two games in here that had like maybe some early access but mm-hmm. regardless i do things that came out this year and you just you do games that you play this year so it can be from yeah. any time just as long as you've played them yes i'm not i'm not as prolific
2: a video game enjoyer as chase is so I, I can't, I can't put a whole list together of games that just came out this year that I feel is indicative of the, of, of the whole year and what I've been playing. So I just sure. do what I played this year, which is good. It doesn't have to be one thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's fun that we yeah. do it this way. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Cause sometimes I'll be like, okay, so blank is my game of the year. And then you're like, yeah, but bloodborne, man. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I get why that would be number one. Bloodborne's pretty fucking good, dude I had the DLC for that, I need to go back I need to jump back in and play it It's worth it, that's that's definitely a DLC that is worth playing mm-hmm. Really hard, but uh, very good Very good That's how you play, that's, that's the game though Hard but good So, we'll do our 9 through 2 And then maybe some honorable mentions in the number 1 Sounds like a plan to me Hell yeah, dude Okay, well cool, God, I'm so nervous I'm so nervous Why are you nervous? I don't know <laughs> like we do this you're getting the cold feet now i we do this show all year and at no point am i truly ever like ooh, i don't know but just like stepping onto the precipice just now and about to say like let's do our number nine really shook me (laughs) really got me got got my my hackles are you afraid of what people are gonna think or say let's 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 unpack this for a second i think i'm just so excited it's like Mm. whenever i take snacks on a walk When I take out her harness, she just goes ballistic Mm -hmm. and like running around the house, barking, doing all sorts of shit. That kind of feels like similar. I'm just so excited about what's about to happen Mm. that uh, I got got the jitters. It feels good. It's fun. Okay. okay. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good scared. Yeah. It's a good, it's, it's, it's less fear, more excitement. I think. Gotcha. It's like the Sunday scaries, but in a good way. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's anticipation of something cool about to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, instead of something soul-crushing about to happen. Anyways. Yeah, like like a Monday. <laughs> Does anybody um, else like Garfield the cat? Do you want to go first or should I?
2: Either way, if you want to get some of
0: this like jitteriness out and just go for it, by all means. Okay, sure. I'll go first because I, I am totally 100% convinced that our number one will be the same and that we won't have to worry about turn order by the end of this. <laughs> That's a fairly <laughs> safe assumption, I would say. <laughs> spoilers yeah. um spoilers man <laughs> i i tried every avenue to see if my number one wasn't my number one but it sure was i just didn't know i didn't overthink it i'm just like that's it yeah that's the one yeah <laughs> clearly doesn't have to be rocket um, science yeah yeah sure enough so okay uh, let me tell you about my number nine let's hear it. Uh, game of the year and just before i do i i would like to say that like this year's games are really tough for me like i feel like ranking them is sort of tough mm-hmm. um the, the the position and numbers of all of them felt almost arbitrary at a certain point like There's one that stands head and shoulders like, yes, this is... To me, I've had a better experience with this one game than all of the others But with the rest of them, it's like, I guess I could put this at nine or eight I don't really know mm-hmm. I feel like in, in past years, it's been really clear Okay, I like this one more than that one and that one more than this one But all of them sort of bring something different to the table And so like, yeah, if this if the rankings here ruffle your feathers, sorry But uh, this is just sort of where they landed for me when <laughs> I So it's just Chase's opinion, everybody Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay, I'll tell you about my number nine My number nine game of the year, David, is Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes Okay. Yeah. You're a big Fire Emblem fan. This makes sense. Yeah. So three houses was a wildly tough game to follow. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, it's tough for me to imagine a follow-up that isn't just let's do something totally different. Um, we'll see how Fire Emblem Engage ends up being because it may be that and we'll we'll see how that goes Uh, uh but I think it was a fun idea to say like well why don't we like make something with like a similar kind of writing and a similar structure to the game but just do kind of a different game style like actual mechanics are a little different so for anybody who hasn't played it it rather than being the tactics that are in Fire Emblem Three Houses Three Hopes is uh, much more of a Moosau game of the dynasty warriors style, meaning running around hitting a lot of dudes. One of the the most fun genre of games to say, <laughs> Musao, Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. It, it's pretty fun. Like. Action adventure come on man Yeah give it a fun Don't nickname care. Moose, out. Moose out was cooler. cool So yeah I, I, I like Just personally kind of appreciated the Tactic pun intended that they were taking With this where they're saying let's let's Do something kind of different while still Existing in the universe that like people really Love from three houses I think it was like a really smart Way to do this and I, I also Liked the approach that they took of like a What if scenario mm-hmm. to the story Of like okay so you've seen What happens in three houses when you are playing is by but what happens when you aren't and like what what happens in the absence of the player um and i think that's like a pretty interesting story to look at and like how that changes things and then of course what happens when Ches, the the new protagonist shows up and like what their contribution Chez. is couldn't be more it's perfect <laughs> So, yeah, I I found that, like, an interesting twist, and Mm -hmm. it also came with the confidence in writing that Three Houses had. Like, there's a lot of, like, personal character writing that Mm. I thought was, like, this is great. They clearly understood, like, what was going on, and a lot of the earlier part of the game was, like, fascinating with the political dramas that were unfolding in it and especially for you know somebody who's like played as much three houses like it it almost felt like fan fiction in a way that it was very satisfying of like this is just ridiculous and like but somebody clearly knows this as well as uh, somebody who has played a lot of the game so mm-hmm. it's it's fun to to go and experience that from the perspective of someone who is well versed in the lore which is cool i i, I really liked that and then I think just like on what I'm looking back at the games that I've played this year, I think this one stands out for me too. Just like on a personal note, um, mm-hmm. the the game felt like significant because it, I was playing it as a follow up to like this Ape U.S. history. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. To what degree does uh, Fire Emblem Warriors <laughs> three helps? <laughs> it it felt significant because uh i was playing it at this time when it was like a follow-up to this huge major game and i was playing it on release and Mm -hmm. aj and kim were over at async were kind enough to allow me to come talk about it on that podcast and i think that like in general this year for podcasting for us has been like this really fun reminder that like we don't just exist like shouting content into the void we we aren't just making sonic the hedgehog jokes into thin air Uh, but there's like (laughs) meaningful (laughs) connections there are meaningful connections that can be built through this medium to like both other shows and to like our audience i feel like we're much more like in touch with the people who listen to this than we were last year and i I don't know it was it's just emblematic again pun very intended whoa you had that written down didn't you i didn't which is feels (laughs) really good Uh, i didn't yeah off the dome I did have the Sonic the Hedgehog bit written down, um, but the, the <laughs> emblematic was not. Well done, thank you. It, and so, like, it, I don't know. It it it's just a when I think about this game, I think about twenty twenty two and podcasting and like the experiences that we've had here, which have been really cool and like very satisfying, just on like a personal level, I suppose.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and no, I I agree, and I and I'm yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It's been a it's been a cool year for the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely. The, the website and getting people to uh, like to send in games for us to do seems it's just been really cool it's just like a bunch of games I've never even heard of yeah and I'm just excited to kind of go through all of them and just meeting more more people who uh, like like to listen to our our sonic jokes
0: or just like bad video games that's also a, <laughs> an okay exactly, thing. Right? I appreciate that too. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. totally we when we first set up like the site and like the the inbox for Games you suggest I pretty much like knew most of the people who are suggesting stuff And I was like mm-hmm. awesome. Nice. I like this I'm excited to play this but I feel like in the last month or two We've gotten a handful of suggestions from people that I don't know which is like very fun yeah. and very cool Because mm-hmm. like I know that like, you know, I don't I don't know all of our listeners by a long shot But it is fun to start getting that to be like I, who's this person? What what fucking game is that? Never heard of that. Like let's <laughs> exactly. go play this and hang out so yeah, it's, exactly. it's very, it's very cool. It's very fun.
2: Yeah. Shouting sonic jokes into the, the electronic void on the internet with nobody listening. Mm-hmm. Not cool. Shouting it to people who are uh, listening and kind of chuckling a little bit underneath
0: their breath. Kind of really cool. Turns and like out. no shade to, to shouting sonic jokes into the void. We did that for a while and I was still having a good time about it. <laughs> that's, um, that's true. You, we at least had each other, baby. That's true. It was fun. Um, <laughs> So that's a, that's a long-winded way of saying, I like this game. I like our listeners. Thank you for listening. And uh, thanks, AJ and Kim, for letting us come talk about video games on your show, too, because mm-hmm. that was fun, Yeah, too. that was super cool. Also, can I just say, yeah, AJ yeah. and Kim, thank you for giving
2: me a nice study break for going on to your podcast, because oh, yeah. I did end up passing my test, in case you're wondering. That's the and power. That was, a good, that was a good mind clear <laughs> to just get
0: away from. Thinking about hand therapy was great That's the power Of asynchronous David That's the power Of podcasting And gaming And anime And friendship And friendship (laughs) Dang It's a beautiful thing That's beautiful Um, Could you tell me About your number nine David Uh, Okay this is A
2: very interesting Tonal shift After all of that Feel good Lovey dovey stuff Uh, My number nine Is scorn (laughs)
0: I I was I I was wondering if you're leading up to that. Nice. Yeah, my number nine is Scorn. Tell me about it.
2: Very interesting game. Mm -hmm. It's it's what really draws me to the game is the environment and, you know, environmental storytelling. The subtleties of the game are really what Make it special and interesting to me. You know, the the combat definitely seems something that was not really at the like like what the developers really wanted this game to be. In a way, mm-hmm. it's very much at its best when it's like an exploration game, and you're just going around solving puzzles and enjoying this beautifully crafted environment that these people have made. And the atmosphere is just next level. And I did end up I, I haven't talked about it on the pod, but I just end ended up meeting it recently. The ending is kind of a downer, but the game is yeah. kind of a downer. So I think that's uh, mm-hmm. about on par for for what was going on. Um but yeah. really gets really quite interesting at the end. A lot of environmental storytelling every like nook and yeah. cranny of this like palace at the end of the game that you are in has some sort of information or nod to what is actually going on and what has happened in this ruined desolate g- disgusting place that yeah. took a very odd turn for the sexual in the end, as oh, well, good. I might say. So just just a, an, an interesting experience <laughs> all around. Yeah. I can say without a doubt that I've never played a game like Scorn. It <laughs> is an absolute original and that always gets bonus points from me because you know, I've played uh, thousands of games probably at this point in my life. Yeah. And to have something that's totally a new experience and well-crafted and interesting and like obviously lovingly made mm. by, by the developers, I think is is great. It's a, it's a wonderful game. If you like horror or HR, Geiger, Geiger, whatever it is, or if you've ever mm-hmm. thought, hey, that movie Prometheus was pr- pretty cool. I'd want to <laughs> just play a game where I felt yeah. like I was one of the people in
0: Prometheus.
2: This is the game for you. It's, it's great. It's really fun.
0: That's cool. Honestly, kind of glad to hear that the game turned into a scary sexual experience, given that like a lot of the art of Geiger is like inherently kind of Terrifyingly sexual in Abso- in The absolutely. way that the xenomorph is an alien Right like it's a the, the the commentary Is there and so like mm-hmm. I'm glad that It went that way it was like it sounds like it was actually Trying like having something to say rather than just Like ew icky yeah yeah For a while it was
2: just like, it was definitely seeming Like it was just trying to gross you out but then the mm-hmm. end It's like oh there is something going on here mm-hmm. There is something that I don't know if, if necessarily they're trying to Say with a capital S but there's Definitely something they're trying to convey yeah. With a capital C there is a point to this world, there is an overarching thought process behind what happened to this place. Yeah, and I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and cool. everything is it's, it's so subtle. It is it's so subtle and yet in your face at the same time. <laughs> subtle with how it's giving you like bits about the world and the story, but in your face about the squelching and <laughs> the, uh, the the like weird body horror yeah. that is going on in this game. It's very it's a very unique experience. Uh, for sure, it's yeah. not for the squeamish. That's for sure. But
0: yeah. If you enjoy that kind of stuff, then this is a this is a fun game for sure. I, yeah, that's that's cool to hear. I feel like I haven't heard of a lot of people saying that this is their like best game of the year. I feel like there's a lot of buzz about it right when it came out. Some capital G gamers being mad that it like wasn't a different game, and then like not a lot after that.
2: This is absolutely not Doom. This is not Doom. Yeah, yeah. don't come into this expecting Doom. Yeah, like I said, the the gunplay is engaging, but I, it's not. Like I said, it does not seem like it is a power fantasy gunplay game, right? Mm -hmm. The game is really trying to make you feel weak and feeble and like you are being fed on by a parasite. And that is reflected in how you fight creatures in the game. Mm -hmm. Usually the best option is to hide. Like sometimes you can't hide and you have to figure it out. But usually if you can, you just go, you just run away. Yeah. and then the monsters lose interest in you and they just leave mm-hmm. and, and then you keep going and that's it's usually cool. if you can do that your best course of action because you know resources are scarce and you yeah. are essentially slowly dying in this game you're you're like being fed on by this place right so it's cool. yeah it's it's a it's a fun game mm-hmm. um but have you uh, set your expectations correctly when you go into it and i think you'll have a much better time
0: for sure yeah yeah it's a good one i like that i like that as the was, last game it was fun chase what is your number eight game of the year Sure. So my number eight is a little old game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. Ooh, Arceus. Gotcha. Yeah. I have picked, of, of the two Pokemon games that have shockingly come out in the same year, I've picked Arceus as as the number mm-hmm. eight. Scarlet is not on my list, just to be clear. So I have been playing Pokemon since I was like eight what however old i was when i was in second grade like very young mm-hmm. and that's not intended as a flex more of like just sort of remembering how long <laughs> i've been playing this fucking video game that would be that would be a weird flex <laughs> yeah just like i've done this for some time like that's not a very good compelling reason <laughs> i've been playing this for 24 years sucks grandpa <laughs> And so I, I remember like very vividly during like second grade being like, I think I want to pursue making video games because like Pokemon red has given me all these ideas about like what games could be like in Mm -hmm. the future. Cause even then it was like, Oh, clearly this is like the starting point of this series. Like this has to continue because like, it's just such a wild phenomenon. And it, it seemed like, well, with technology advancing, like this will only get better as time goes on. Mm -hmm. And some like Van's thoughts to have as a second grader. I mean, it was mostly just like, I want to make games, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I could have explained all that to you, but just like, it was like, I, this is, this is going to be cool in the future. Like, I want to do Father, that.
2: I would like to invest in Nintendo. My <laughs> got whole some,
0: allowance, please. Got some big stock ideas, dad. And so like, I think I'm not alone in that experience of imagining what Pokemon could be from a very early stage in this like series. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, at at least that's what I read on the internet, right? Like fans of Pokemon have been waiting for the promise of the series to kind of be fulfilled of this grand adventure in the, in the scope that it felt like it could be on the game boy. Like Mm -hmm. with any Mm -hmm. games of that era, it always felt like you kind of have to read between the lines to really get what was going on. Like the, the, the games that you're playing are more a metaphor for what's actually happening rather than like literally a depiction (laughs) Of That's
2: what's really actually happening. way of putting it, but I get it.
0: Yeah, like it. it you just sort of have to like you got to squint a little bit um, mm-hmm. to both see use your imagination. Like, yeah, you, you use your imagination. You, you imagine what it looks like to actually be on the ground rather than you know from thirty yards above red or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think like I've played most of the Pokemon games over the course of the, the you know the years and like Sword and shield came out and that was sort of the first like okay we're going on to switch we're moving away from the game boy and it's like yeah like that was a little bit there it seems like there's some ambitious stuff going on but like by and large this is still kind of the same thing right like it is 3d but you are starting in a small town getting your first pokemon uh going Mm -hmm. from gym to gym and like catching some along the way there's obviously like the wild area and things like that that make it feel a little bit more fresh but like that's still really adhering to the structure yeah Uh, The the first couple. And so I was impressed when Arceus decided to do away with a lot of that. The assumption that you have to battle Pokemon every time you want to catch one, or that you have to go from gym to gym, or that it even has to take place in... Kind of modern day, all of that. They're like, what if we didn't do that? What if we tried something else? Mm-hmm. And I think all of that's really cool. It's a very cool experiment to see, like, what if we lived in a in a time where, like, we as uh, people were not as acquainted with how to live with Pokemon yet? What if it was still kind of a dangerous thing to go like mm-hmm. wander out into the wild? And what does that mean for you as the player? Right, like you have to go do research on these things essentially by catching them and checking them out and being like, all right, well, what what's what's the deal with these guys? <laughs> and so. What's up with these Pokemons? What's up with these Pokemon? And so I, I liked that twist. I thought that it was ambitious in a way that I haven't seen the series be in a while. And it, it felt closer to what I, I am sort of imagining, right? This like adventure that you get to go on out out in this big world that feels significant. In thinking about this today, it feels like the comparison that I've experienced while playing through Chain to Echoes of this game is trying to make you feel like what it felt like to play classics like SNES era jrpgs Mm -hmm. rather than trying to imitate them right like sure it's trying to evoke an emotion rather than like okay so our turn-based battle system uh, all the good guys are going to line up on the left and all the bad guys are going to line up on the right and you have to have Mm -hmm. uh fire and faraga and uh, all these different like spells and shit like that yeah 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 they sort of do away with that and say like okay what is what do i want them to feel like and that that Mm -hmm. sort of seems like what i want the the games to be shooting for rather than like okay we have eight gyms you get three starters and yada yada sure. yada like yeah. that structure isn't what makes it interesting the mm-hmm. the sense that like this is a big place that i can go sort of carve out how i want to exist in it go on this adventure as someone mm-hmm. who's like grappling with like maybe danger and shit like that That that's cool sure. and, and i want that to happen but um it, it seems like this is the first game where they're like okay let's let's try that there have been a bunch of like pokemon spinoff games over the years and like i don't think really any of them <laughs> were all that am- amazing mm-hmm but this one felt different. It felt like they're making a a a larger effort to put out a game that is testing like what what they can do with the series, which is cool. Sure. I, I really like that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, d- do I think that everything works in this game? Definitely not. Uh, mm. Does the game look kind of boo boo sometimes? Yes, definitely. And I don't really care. Like I I think you know you you move through the weird looking places or you go through the way too long dialogue scenes and you're like okay I don't know if I like all that and then you hunch behind like a little bit of grass and you're like stalking a Pokemon trying to catch it and it's intense and you barely catch it Mm. and like three of your Pokemon have fainted and I totally Mm. forget about all that. You know, like it it just washes away because like that is such a cool idea.
2: High highs, low lows. Definitely,
0: yes. Which for Pokemon at this point is preferable. Like I prefer them to take big swings and fuck it up rather than just kind of make the same middling game over and over again. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's just just try something different.
2: It's gonna sell
0: regardless, right? It, it is. I don't have to worry worse. about that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but just just go swing, swing for the fences, and it's it is great to see that they did
0: that. Yeah, I, I guess to to the point of like why this one over Scarlet. I think there's just more in this one that is different than Scarlet. I think if only Scarlet had come out this year, then it might have been like okay, well this is very different than like you know sword and shield but because this one also exists like well that that is that is kind of a better package to me i think scarlet's experiments are are wild and some of them work really well um Mm -hmm. but i think overall this this is like a better package of pokemon to like experience and it it is more different than the standard game sure scarlet's still kind of like all right we got eight gyms and yada 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 and you get some starters and shit like that And you know there's i don't think there's anything wrong with adhering to it but i would like to see some experimentation and like what the whole package is which both of them do but I, for my money, I just thought R- RCS was a little bit better of a game So you just want Game Freak to give you the whole package I want Game Freak to give me that whole thing, David I want Game Freak to freak my game <laughs> Game Freak, freak! please freak me Freeze freak me up, games, <laughs> freaks Game Freaks, freeze freaks me
2: up <laughs> Makes no sense Anyways, it's could game you of the year <laughs> could, you, could you tell me about your number 8, David? Yeah, cool. I can My number 8 is Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion <laughs>
0: wow that's that's cool i like that i really enjoyed this game yeah <laughs>
2: it is irreverent with a capital irreverent you just play this little uh like an anar- anarchic ant. and what's 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 it? how would you describe someone who is uh an anarchist like, an anarchist there you go i lost I, that one yeah. <laughs> you play a little anarchist turnip who's yeah. just a, an absolute gremlin in this world. Yeah. He doesn't speak. He's always just smiling. He like tears things up in front of people's faces, like mm-hmm. love letters and giant books of, of ethics and, and rule <laughs> books and things. And yep. just is is enjoying watching this world just flounder. <laughs> So, on a on just a turnip boy level of the game, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And then it actually has like an interesting world and yeah. gameplay as well. Is it, is it the most amazing gameplay ever? The most amazing world ever? No, it's not, but it's yeah. well crafted. It's concise. It's tight. It's uh, it is dense as opposed to like wide and Broad, empty. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was a really well crafted game. Indie title that I thoroughly Enjoyed from start to finish over its uh, Short short course Uh, Really really enjoyable game like I said Tight tight combat yeah And you know more going on in the Game than you would originally think based Off of just you know Turnip boy being this little Gremlin gremlin man gremlin Gremlin turnip so yeah it's it's it was It was a lot of fun I really enjoyed it I don't know if there's much else to say about turnip Boy than (laughs) it's a fun silly Little game cool video game
0: yeah, kind of the polar opposite of scorn in a lot of ways. For sure, yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple of those on here where I'm like, I don't know, game is good. It's a good game.
2: Yeah, it it kind of hits on what makes a Zelda game fun yeah. in a very condensed package. There's a little bit of, of mystery. There's a little bit of puzzle solving. There's some nice top-down action and dungeon, dungeon areas. Yeah. And then a, a fairly satisfying ending
0: nice yeah. mm-hmm. it uh sort of reminds me of my experience with garden story last year and that like mm-hmm. that that game wasn't doing like a shockingly big uh, i don't know a, a lot of different stuff but it was just really well made and like yeah fun to play through and i don't know i, I found it very charming in in a way that it sounds like you did with Turnip boy Commits tax evasion <laughs> i just I, I mean i just love the name too it's a great title yeah i gotta say a very
2: evocative very evocative <laughs> I love that you just tear up a whole entire book of tax law Yeah It's great The anarchist in me is like, yes Yeah This is the game That's the way We are all turn up (laughs) boy I like that Anyways I like like that one (laughs) What
0: What is your number seven game for the year, Chase? My number seven game is Potionomics, David Ooh, okay This game came as a huge surprise to me in a lot of ways mm-hmm. I think the most notable of which is I just didn't really know about it before it came out Sure The the Steam Gods essentially came down and handed me this one They're like, hey, I bet you'd like this And I'm like, yes I do uh, <laughs> they've, they've really got me clocked over there at Steam HQ Does the Steam God look like Gaben? I was mostly oh, just yeah. imagining like a mech handing me a video game Ooh, no, that's better I like that <laughs> Like a big just, old mech, just a robot. steam on the front. Would you like entertainment, human? The steam
2: mech with a steam deck.
0: Ooh, yeah, why not? I like that. So I, I, I think I found this game really, really good. I had heard very little about it other than like, be a potion maker and a shop owner. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. It was surprising on a number of axes. Uh, I think the most notable of which was just like the sheer polish on this game was really wild for what I, like, I would consider an indie game. In that mm-hmm. like, it doesn't have a huge marketing budget. It didn't seem like it was made by a gigantic team, but like the game is just so like pretty and incredible. It, it isn't photorealistic in, in the way that something looks good. Mm-hmm. It's more this like very stylized, expressive 3d animation that like really pulled me into the game just by like looking at the characters. I think that's like kind of a hard thing to do mm-hmm. any animated medium, but video games, especially it's like tough to make characters that are that distinct that I'm like.
2: I Absolutely. want to
0: know this person's vibe because like it's so their mm. whole style is so nuts. And so it I, I think the the loop of like making potions, gathering the ingredients to make potions, uh talking to your friends around town and like eventually competing in these like hilarious potion competitions with the uh, current opposing potion villain just feels great. I, I think that's like such a fun to do that. I think a lot of games would just say, well, like the loop has to be You go into a dungeon and find some stuff and fight Mm -hmm. and come back and make the potions. But. This game was like, no, let's not do that. I don't like, let's just make the potion part and the selling part. I like the, I like the term potion villain. It makes me think of professor Snape. (laughs) It's, it's honestly kind of similar. Like you're just going up against these mean potion makers who every so often come to your potion shop to talk shit on you. Just some nasty potion makers. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really great. (laughs) Shit talking all the time. In the way that like team rocket villains are fun. Like they're, Mm seemingly like they're trying to do harm but they also seem kind of like ineffective in a way Mm. um they're just Mm -hmm. like cartoonish which is very good so i think this game was like a really big risk that seems like it paid off quite well for this team like i think this game has gotten like pretty good reviews and i just like personally think it's it's really well done I will say that this game is hard as hell, uh, mm, like mm-hmm. essentially the, the loop goes that you have like, I don't know, like 10 days or something like that between competitions. And so between those 10 days, you have to like make a a, a kind of potion for the competition. And it has to be above, above a certain quality to like kind of ensure that you will do well. Mm-hmm. Um, because once you go there, you have to like haggle with the competition master to say like, this is what my potions worth. Um, Through sure card battling which i love sucker for it i know yeah and it essentially like It feels like such a small window of time that it's kind of stressful at points to be like oh my god I only have three more days left and I don't even know the recipe for the potion that I need to make like this is I have so little time to make this and so like I because I'm so in love with like the characters and the locales in this game Mm -hmm. part of me is like can we just take the reins off a little bit I kind of just want to see like what mint's deal is because Mm -hmm. there's like friendship meters that you have that you can increase over time and so like whenever you hit another threshold you'll get kind of like some kind of scene between these characters where uh there's like pretty good writing of like who this person is and i wanted to explore all of those but a lot of the time i was kind of just like under the gun of like i need to make a really good potion soon which is challenging (laughs) you're feeling
2: the the economic pressure
0: (laughs) yes for sure and like i think with any other game i would have bounced much earlier but because this one is just so well made and like everything is so compelling it's like i kind of was like i want to stick this out because the rest of it is incredible. Mm-hmm. And so like if there was an easy option, I could have seen this game landing much higher for me. But it's it's still even with that consideration, like still one of the better games I have played this year. It's got like uh, 3,000 reviews. So like definitely not a small amount of people have played this game. So no. yeah, but I, I think it deserves a lot more love. I think it's an incredible game and just like so well made and crafted, has a lot awesome. of heart yeah i like it that's
2: uh that's that's so important
0: yeah when you can like feel the influence of the developer being like i like this i like this game and i like the characters Uh in it and so should you i'm like yeah i agree i agree what's your number seven david my number seven chase is
2: death's door
0: Death's Door. Hell yeah. This was on my my list last year. Yes. Yes it was. Yeah. yeah. It's on my list this year. It's my it's game good, now, Chase. <laughs> it's a it's Mommy said it's my turn to play with Death Death Door. <laughs> it's it's a good one. It's a good video game. This game is once again it's not something that
2: reinvents the wheel. Yeah. but it makes a pretty darn nice wheel.
0: That wheel is really good. Yeah. That
2: wheel is really good. Uh, I love the like the slight tilt shift uh, yeah. effect to the world. It makes it really pop and really interesting and engaging to look at. Mm-hmm. Everything's very clear. Nothing's muddled, which I really appreciate in any game, right? Because yeah. I feel there's a lot of games that just kind of get muddled visually. Yeah. yeah, I like things that are clear. And that I understand what a, an object is. That seems like a weird mm-hmm. thing to shout out in a game for, but I feel like it <laughs> deserves a shout out for that.
0: No, I think I think visual clarity is a really good thing, especially for a game that like your character isn't right in front of your face the whole time.
2: No, he's kind of small. He's yeah. he's a little he's a little bird man. So I I love that. I love the world that they made. The the amount of lore and thought that was put yeah. into this world is pretty amazing for, for what it was. Mm-hmm. Has a pretty nice message. It uh, does, yeah. You know, it's it's people are funny and weird and kooky, but at the same time have these heartfelt moments and feel real and have these this these real uh traumas and pains that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can relate to, which is really cool. Yeah. And to see like, oh, okay, you know, this person's wasn't a bad person but something bad just happened to them so i always i, I like that that is a, a a kind of a theme in the game
0: yeah you, you can mostly understand someone's motivations like yes. you're like I don't, I don't think i would come to that conclusion but like i i get it i get why you would come to this exactly like, right i see where, where you went off from. the
2: rails i don't agree with what you're doing but i see where it came from which is always yeah. more engaging than just oh this person is just evil incarnate right yeah so that was really good and the combat is just really really great it's mm-hmm. it is just so precise and tight and well crafted. Yeah. Uh, this is just the, the level design is impeccable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it they they just really crafted this game with precision, truly. It seems like every nook and cranny was thought out and cared for lovingly. Uh, yeah. and there really is it's it's not a long game, but it's, you know, all killer, no filler as they say. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it it just slaps end to end really good. It was very, very
0: concise. Like uh, it got in and got out. Exactly.
2: Didn't overstay its welcome. Didn't need to do anything, you know, special or different or gimmicky, right? It just knew what it had. It knew that it had a good team behind it that made a great game. Uh, and that's really at the end of the day, what you need. You just need to, you just need to make something fun
0: and engaging and interesting. Yeah, for sure. It's a good game. I, I obviously also liked it. What, where did that make it on your list last year? That was my number two. That was my number two game. So pretty nice. high. Just under Chicory. An incredible video number game Number two? Now. Wow. Yeah. Look how you have that just so ready to go. It's on it's on the internet for all to see. Some nice. good games last year. Unpacking Metroid Dread Dyson Sphere program. I mean, yeah.
2: You love you love <laughs> you love those games. Sure do.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. I I really like Death Store. I uh, I don't have Tunic on my list this year. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like some comparisons to be made between those two. Absolutely. Sim-
2: they seem similar But I have not played Tunic So I can't say
0: Yeah It's uh it, they've, they've at least got Kind of a similar style in, in the sense that Like they're 3D action games I guess From a top down perspective But I liked Tunic But I think I I prefer the model of game That Death's Door has Where it's like hmm. Concise And there's sort of Something to be said There I, I say this sure. all the time But like I, I think I prefer The games that are saying Something rather than And that's That's selling Tunic Really short Tunic is saying something I think it was just like Mystery was a really Big part of that game Mm-hmm. And I think at a certain point, it didn't pull me along as much as I wanted it to. Sure. It is on my honorable mentions, though. It's still a very good game. Good game. Cool. Hell yeah. Uh, can I tell you about number six, David? Please. Lower on my list than I was expecting it to be. It's God of War Ragnarok, is number six, David. I think this game is very good, and I think it did exactly what it needed to do. I think that following up on 2018's God of War is also an impossible task, kind of similar mm-hmm. to Three Houses. Like, the game is so concise and so personal. Um, and I, I've talked about my experience playing 2018, the God of War game, before on this show, but it kind of bears repeating that, like, be, the experience of uh, growing up a son of a big brash dad. Uh, Really Mm -hmm. made 2018 hit home Because like the whole game was about That like the the, everything that Happened was uh, you know you could Put your compass on the table and it would point you Every event would be like okay how is Kratos Going to take this how is Atreus going to take this It was your core I guess of how to Understand the world that whole game was pretty
2: Much chase uh, help Help Help! Chase unpack some of some of his
0: childhood. Let's go. Legitimately. Like, it was that. And then also, like, as an adult playing it, being like, come on, kid. Like, can we just deal with this thing? Like, uh, you know, the, the challenges of being the adult in that situation. I can see it. Like, it's easier to see now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it 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 just hit home so hard. Um, not to mention like obviously that game is like such a departure from the other games and is grappling with the series as a whole, which is like just it's such a good idea. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just in general had more to criticize about this game than that one. But even still, like it being a little less good than twenty eighteen still makes it an incredible video game. Mm-hmm. There's just more of this game. There's a lot of it. There's more plot. There's more characters. There's more mechanics. There's more places to go to. And so. Some of that works, but just by the sheer nature of there being more, there's more to maybe not get exactly right, mm-hmm. which is fine, right? I, I, it's still landing at number six. It's still a really, really good game. I think that like the, the story that it ended up telling is really cool and ended in a way that I'm pretty satisfied with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't try and like drag this out into three games, yeah. that they're just like, we know the story that we need to tell, and this is how long it's going to take, rather mm-hmm. than like, let's put some filler in. Let's really uh, ch- t- uh, ch- trot out the B-tier Norse gods for him to mow through for another game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I didn't need that. And so I'm glad that they were like, no, we're, this is just the one. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with like where the characters ended up at the end of the game and mostly makes me interested in what comes next in this world. I suspect Mm -hmm. that that is a thing that will happen. There will be some kind of follow-up to this game, and I don't exactly know what form that's going to take, which is exciting. Like, I I don't know what the next... Series in the like God of War Universe looks like which is really cool I understand a lot of the criticisms That people have levied against this game but I think like for my personal taste A lot of them didn't really grate on Me that hard mm. I don't really mind The the puzzle solving of like here's The solution to the puzzle brother and Like any of that stuff yeah. it, it doesn't Really it doesn't really bother me that much and so Um I, I think this one just lands high Because it for my own personal Taste is is what I'm looking for mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I like, of course, wish that this was a little bit better. Like, I wish it was as good as 2018. But there's a part of me that is just like, how, how, how do you do that? You know? Yeah. Without that's, doing it, something totally different, I was about to say you'd have to
2: reinvent the wheel again, which is so tough. It's that's, so asking, that's asking too much, but I understand that that's the standard that they set, right?
0: Yeah. Similarly, interested in like how how do you do a follow up to Death Stranding? How do you do a follow up to Fire Emblem? Mm -hmm. much more confident for whatever reason about how you do a follow-up to Hades. It seems like just do more Hades and that would be like perfect. Great. Yeah. Um, It's, it's
2: it's right there
0: really. Yeah. You don't have to think too hard about it. Just keep doing it. Like (laughs) it's, it's great. But yeah, I, I, I still think the package that we got was satisfying for me and, 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 yeah i i, I really like this game i thought it was really good agreed there's five other games that i think might be a little bit differently good but <laughs> big big words from chase alby i know there's five other games that might be better in different ways maybe kind of <laughs> i can appreciate different stuff about these <laughs> ones um what's your number six david my number six chase is uh-huh.
2: Firewatch.
0: Oh hell yeah. A good video game, the Firewatch.
2: Very good video game. I loved the I loved the uh, kind of confusion that happens in this yeah. game. Yeah. I've never been so yeah. unsure about where a game that the whole entire point of the game is the story is heading. In this game. Like, usually yeah. you can tell I'm like it's still a satisfying journey to go along, but you kind of know where it's heading. This game I had no idea yeah. what was going on. I'm like, is this woman trying to kill me? Is this all in my head? What is happening? Who is who is hunting me? What is going on here? Uh and it it just led to something that was really kind of an interesting uh, uh reflection on kind of paranoia in a way so yeah it was it was really really interesting how it just all unfolded Mm -hmm. interesting character that you play as where with this guy who's having going through just like awful, awful time
1: yeah, in his stuff. life
2: trying to figure himself out. And uh, uh, and I really enjoyed the ending, not just of the game story-wise, but also of the main character's personal story of, hey, you know, sometimes these things don't work out, right? Yeah. It feels like it's going one direction, but it actually wasn't going that way at all. And it's just, it, it it's, it's a very nice tight thematic package in that way of like it seems like it's going somewhere and it's leading you to believe that but it's like oh no it's actually this other thing going on Mm -hmm. and it doesn't see it doesn't feel like a rug pull when it does that it just feels like oh no that's just that was just me projecting onto what's happening in this game and then them going no this is actually just a real world game don't don't get (laughs) too crazy about it just 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 enjoy the experience and take it for what it is right for sure so it, it, it was a very yeah fun fun game super basic gameplay it's just exploration go and find things go and do things explore new areas which I always love I love games that let me explore yeah because you know not much in this world left to explore nowadays unfortunately so yeah. you just get that through games uh but you know, yeah it was it was really fun I enjoyed it a lot yeah I don't know if there's anything else for me to say about the game except that I think it's a a good play for most anybody who likes just kind of a yeah. chill walk around the forest hiking mystery game <laughs> kind of an
0: interesting genre for sure i if if i was doing games that didn't come out this year this would have been on the list for me too because i also played this if this year and was like oh yeah i understand why people point to this it's like that was a really really good game
2: <laughs> yeah no i definitely understand why people say like oh this is an indie game that is just a t- straight up good game it can go to yeah. with pretty much anybody yeah
0: yeah i i it i didn't realize it at the time but like in hearing you talk about it it like it, it seems like so much of the game is about this like isolation and what that does to you like in mm-hmm. in the very real form of the the game literally making you as the player being like what the fuck is going on here sure because you have very little to go on right there's like shadows mm-hmm. that are in the park and you talk to some people every now and then and There's a lot of stuff that's withheld. But you as the character playing as Henry, right? Like, I I think the the events that lead up to the start of the game have him being isolated, right? Like, this, like... Isolated emotionally in his real life. And now he's isolated out here. Right, exactly. Like, he's he's sort of shut himself off and, like, he is isolated from his, uh, like, partner at this point because she's had, like, this debilitating, like, Alzheimer's experience. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it. I, I don't know. I, that, I think that's just, like, a really cool way to explore this, like, underlying current of, like, this is what isolation can do to people. And you as the player get to experience that personally, which I think mm-hmm. is just it's really effective. Like it would be a lot less effective if you as the player knew this is not what he thinks it is, right? Oh, like absolutely if it was like dramatic irony or something in the sense that like you could see behind the curtain and see like this isn't what Henry thinks is going on mm-hmm. um or what his paranoia is telling him is happening. It's just like something else. And so mm-hmm. I think it was such a good decision to make it about being alone. Yeah. And as the player Make you feel alone And isolated Yeah and Like you don't have The full story um, You just get lost In
2: your own thoughts And own Exactly uh, Theories it's really, it, 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 it is really great How it does that In that it realizes That this is a Single player Solitary game <laughs> Yeah So it's really able To convey that Sense of isolation That the character mm-hmm. Is feeling into you And then like I said You start projecting Your own thoughts yeah. And beliefs and, and, and ideas Onto what's going on And then it just does This, this really nice kind of twist at the end not not even a twist but kind of a, a turn if that makes yeah, sense
0: you, you you find out the truth of what's going on and that mm-hmm. sort of clarifies how how you are interpreting what's going on but in a way that feels realistic right like mm-hmm. i i think i know what it feels like to be out sort of like in the forest and be like oh god it's just me out here mm-hmm. <laughs> and like what your brain cooks up in that empty space can oftentimes be Forests sort of scary get me spooked it's very scary out there but yeah. I, I think like in the way that the game is presenting itself too i think it's also making a commentary about like what it is to be alone and what it can what isolating yourself emotionally can do to you it does the same shit mm-hmm. right like you make up stories about what someone's intentions are or you have all yep. these like Absolutely. horror stories that you con- concoct about like what i don't know who like who you are what's out there or like what mm-hmm. what the outside world is like doing so i don't know i I think there's a lot of like depth in this game for it just being like I, I say just, but like a game where you walk around a forest and talk to somebody on a walkie talkie.
2: Like Yeah, very simple gameplay, but very effective yeah. game that really it, it I I did not expect to examine myself as much sure. after playing yeah. this game, yeah. which was really what I think stands out the most about it. Mm-hmm. In that it, it, it serves as a kind of a reflection of of yourself in a way. Yeah.
0: Well it's it's letting your own like biases. Prey upon you right like exactly You are thinking what's out there Is it a monster is it aliens mm-hmm. is it Somebody trying to kill me or whatever and like Yeah it's a personal experience it's really good
2: yeah It Reminds me kind of how the bungee deaths are Like we don't want to show master chief's face because we Want the player right. to put themselves there like Physically yeah whereas this yeah. game puts You puts like your mind Into <laughs> like puts like the character's Mind into you it's weird it's it's very It's a very interesting Thing that they've done with this game it's Really cool and it's very
0: unique Firewatch is the Master Chief's face of indie (laughs) games. What a statement,
2: truly. That makes no fucking sense, by the way. (laughs) That means means nothing. It's not the Master Um, Chief,
0: it's just his head.
2: Firewatch actually takes place on Master Chief's face.
0: (laughs) Coming this fall. It's Chief Watch,
2: <laughs> Chief Chief Watch. Oh man, It's just Firewatch, but Master Chief. Yeah, and he just yeah. like kills everybody. Man's got some does.
0: unresolved emotional trauma from emotional being a poor for most of his damage. life.
2: Yeah, Firewatch, great game. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, Chase, what is your number five game of the year? It's
0: Trombone Champ, David. That is a strong pull. My goodness. <laughs> trombone Champ asked the question, what if Guitar Hero but a trombone instead? And the answer is yes, although it sounds like shit, which is really, really good. <laughs> instead of a trombone, instead of a guitar, a trombone, and instead yeah. of a plastic peripheral, your mouse. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Instead of precision, not precision. <laughs> <laughs> imprecision. In, imprecision, yes. Yeah, That that's the word I was trying to think of. Yeah, Word-finding not too great today. Anyways. Guitar Hero, for those of you who maybe have somehow not played it or know what it is, I think seeks to make the player feel really cool when you play it. Like, it is trying to make you feel like, yes, I am playing guitar. I am actually playing Primus's John the Fisherman. Mm-hmm. And so like when you're when you're playing if you miss notes it's like kind of, you can hear yourself fucking up a little bit But when you like get back into it and are playing like kind of the right notes It's the whole song is playing right like every notes pitch perfectly like, hell yeah i'm mm-hmm. doing it And when you're you're like really hitting every note it feels great like you're like yeah I, I just played Absolutely. fucking john the fisherman dude mm-hmm. i am the fisherman i am john and uh, Trombone champ instead just tries to make your best effort sounds like an sound like an absolute trash can And like, God, I just, I fucking love that, man. Like you are controlling every, like an infinite pitch machine. You can go as minute as you want to, or Mm -hmm. as specific as you want to. And you also have to like hit your mouse at the right time to like get the notes right. It's, it's so fucking hard. Like the game gives you nothing and (laughs) it sounds so bad And that is, like, the best part about this game. It is, it's taking what is, a, I think, a given in a lot of rhythm games of, like, we want you to feel, like, in the rhythm and really good, and we want it to sound really good, and saying, like, what if we didn't, though? What if it sounded awful? And, like, that's good. That is the good part of this game. I haven't laughed at anything this year as hard (laughs) as I did. Playing Anything this at all in general? I don't think so. Like for for many minutes <laughs> on end. Are you saying this is not
2: just one of your best games of the year? This is your laugh of the year, Chase? I I genuinely think this was my laugh
0: of the year. Ooh, damn! Like when oh, you're the trying the year. Hmm. <laughs> when you're trying to play, you know, skip to my loo or whatever, and like you just can't do it, and it just sounds fucking awful. And like I am trying to play the song, but I'm also laughing. those two things are competing and I'm trying to keep my shit together so that I can like perform this song. It's just, it's so good. Not to mention like this community around this game is just incredible. Like everybody's adding in custom songs like Aha's Take Mm. On Me or One Winged Mm. Angel from Final Fantasy VII or (laughs) Deja Vu from Initial D. And like a lot of them add in backgrounds. Like somebody put their like trombone character in a like 3D car from Initial D and it's just drifting the whole. Time that you're playing the song, it's so good. Like this is definitely one of those games where like there's it's not saying anything other than like isn't this funny? And that's like really good. They've done that really well. Mm -hmm. I I am I am constantly getting served TikToks of people just playing Trombone Champ of a some song. Your phone is listening to to your love of trombone champ right now, and I think <laughs> getting up a nice, a nice new hot slice of of TikToks for you. It, it it just serves me one every now and then, and every time I'm like, yeah, I do like that TikTok, so I'll just. <laughs> slap a like on that and hope they serve me something else later (laughs) give me more of this tiktok yeah i'm hungry i think humor is a really hard thing to do in video games like Mm. oftentimes it relies on you having that sense of humor or humor or just like thinking somebody's writing is funny and that's tough and and oftentimes it just it's not as funny as a lot of other things are but Good God, trombone champ is funnier than a lot of shit. Mm. Seeing people fuck it up, seeing people try to play to their best ability and it still sounds bad, or people who uh, I I saw this dude. I can't remember the name of his account. He doesn't play like specific custom songs. He just will put a song on in the background and try and play it like freehand, which is just a- astounding. Like he's that's awesome. He's playing this by ear. And like for something like he's simple and clean. Reading. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like he did it simple and simple and clean or something. And like, that's really good. It's really fucking funny because like it's not perfect. It sounds battle in a lot of places, but like it's close enough. You get what he's doing. Awesome. I just think it's so much fun. This game is so funny and so good in a otherwise pretty serious year of games. Like the rest of the games, save one of them are like serious video games on my list. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it was really nice to just have this like optimistic salve that I got to like put on myself whenever I needed to with a trombone champ.
2: Could you buy a trombone and like attach your
0: mouse to the trombone and then <laughs> play this game this
2: it wouldn't be that hard i don't think
0: no i, I i've seen people do like custom controllers where they uh, essentially just like put some kind of device on the trombone and like little toy ones right like they're not even big mm-hmm. and just like map it so that when it goes up your mouse goes down or whatever sure it's incredible like it's it, amazing the game just immediately lends itself to twisting what the game is and especially with like the hardware stuff like that's it's so good It's so much fun I need to play this game. It's good. It's also very cheap if I remember correctly so like it's you play, Have that. you tried it on the Steam Deck? Um, yeah, it's nigh unplayable <laughs> On the Steam Deck it's so hard to play. <laughs> the trackpad doesn't work well enough. Not at all <laughs> it's so, i mean like and that's kind of fun because it sounds absolutely terrible sounds like but, ass <laughs> yeah so that's that's not the worst way to play it but I, I do prefer to play it with just like a mouse fair trombone champ is good it's 15 dollars. Ah, that's nothing what's your number five david my number five game of the year is mm-hmm.
2: the guardians of the galaxy
0: Ooh yeah, hell yeah! I really enjoyed this game. It's pretty good, yeah.
2: This game is for people who love their friends like their family. That's <laughs> that's really what this game is for.
0: Vin Diesel, I'm looking at you, Vinny D. You are. I mean, <laughs> he is. He is in Guardians of the Galaxy. Is Vin Diesel in Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, dude, he's Groot. He is Groot. Holy shit! Whoa! <laughs> I was like looking for him in a lineup. I was like, imagine all of their faces, and I'm like, no. <laughs> It's not bad. The like, hardest you- one there, Groot, dude. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Holy shit. You're right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the greatest voice actors of our generation, Vin Vinny Diesel. D. Vinny yeah. D. Vinny D. Himself. Guardians of the Galaxy. Great game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all about your friends, who can be your family. Uh, it's mm-hmm. all about becoming the best version of yourself in a group yeah which i really like i like teamwork teamwork just in life and in and in games and reflected in that is always i think a positive because people need to be able to work together and get past their differences to make the magic happen as yeah. they say and i just thought the, the like the the writing And the voice acting in this game was Mm -hmm. probably some of the best I have ever heard, honestly. Just how snappy it was, how everybody in this game really felt like they had this long history with each of the other characters without ever having done a game together before or anything together before. Like The chemistry was just impeccable. And really the, the most amazing thing about this game is that they were able to reimagine these characters that everybody knows... Mm -hmm. many people love into these not mcu characters but uh original takes on those characters that have Mm -hmm. some threads that are similar and inspired by the mcu but also a lot inspired by the original comic book versions as well yeah so i thought that was super impressive that they were able to do that like that is such a hard ask and we have just (laughs) seen a game uh just totally tank trying to do that with the Avengers game that came out where it just felt like discount Avengers right yeah whereas this just felt like a different brand of Guardians of the Galaxy that is its own thing and good in its own way
0: it's another good take yeah
2: another really good take Uh, the story was uh, a little all over the place, but interesting and engaging all the way through. I enjoyed it. Um, the gameplay, once again, I mean, the gameplay was probably the, the weakest part of the game to me, but still fun, still interesting. Um, Still engaging, didn't like I said, didn't reinvent the wheel, but did make you have some fun moments where you felt like, oh, I'm Star Lord on my jetpacks and I'm telling Groot to do like, to send spikes out of the ground and then rocket shoots a giant rocket and blows a bunch of people up and yeah. Gamora's just slicing people and Drax is doing his thing, pile driving people and like throwing boulders and shit. It just feels, if it's it's just it it really is a, a power of fantasy in that way with the with the with the combat and yeah. just a fantasy fulfillment and like, oh, I just want to be Kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy and do this, these big team combos with people that are just fun and look cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it delivers on that beautifully. And I also think that just the lore and the the graphics uh, of the game were really great. Yeah, Really gave you a sense of place, really gave you a feeling that there is this large, living, breathing universe and and, yeah, not just world, but universe of mm-hmm. stuff that's happening. Uh, and that you're just a small part of it, but then you become a big part of it because you are guardian of the galaxy and you save the day uh, yeah. and it feels really good. So yeah, it's, it's just a fantastic game. I, I really enjoyed it from start to finish. Couldn't put it down. Gives me, it's, it, it gives me that feeling of like what a great uncharted game does, right? Mm-hmm. If, for people yeah. who haven't played this game where it's, you know, good, decent action and gameplay, but with like really good storytelling and voice acting and just place setting, Yeah, you know, re- really, really great. I
0: enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, for sure. It. uh i feel like it's it would be so easy to make a bad guardians game it's
2: like it's sitting right there it's like looking (laughs) at you like make a bad guardians of the galaxy game is the easy (laughs) thing to do and it'll probably still sell well but they said no we're gonna make a really fucking good guardians of the galaxy game and they did a damn
0: good job because like I, i feel like so much of guardians the way that it makes itself fun is not just being like a standard space game like there's so much mm-hmm. like n- nearly fantasy that is going on in, in the world that like yeah i don't know it's it's just really cool it's more akin
2: to like a star wars where it's a, a fantasy set in space as opposed to yeah. a sci- like a hard sci-fi
0: like a like a mass effect right for sure yeah it's good it's a it was a good game i enjoyed this one too you, you played this one right i did yeah last year i i didn't play enough of it when we had recorded goatee and so, like, I wasn't really sure, like, where I would stand on it, but I, I did end up playing more of it and was like, yeah, it's a great game. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Very concise.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, concise and uh, just good good game.
0: I started Marvel's Midnight Suns today, um, which is just, Ooh. like, just too late <laughs> for Goaty. but uh, XCOM are, people, right? I, I, I can't remember if it was exactly the XCOM team. I think, I think it is. is. It's Firaxis, right? It is Firaxis, yeah. And so like it, that that one is reminding me a little bit of a, a similar vibe of like there are so many Marvel characters in here that like you are so acquainted with already but they're they're doing a a, a good job of allowing you to interact with them in the way that like a movie or a comic wouldn't you know mm-hmm. so it's cool Thanks. Or I'm enjoying it at the very least cool video game cool video game uh <laughs> Chase what is your number 4 my number 4 in in contrast to God of War that was lower than i thought this one was much higher than I thought hmm. Like I wrote all these things out And was like sort of Reorganizing them around them like Okay this one felt more significant This one felt like I had a lot more to say Or a lot more that like hit me as hard And I was surprised at where this one landed Because like it wasn't I don't know at the, at the moment that I played it I was like yeah it was really good But I like in, it was only in hindsight that I was like damn I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I did It's Signalis, David Ooh, I, this is on this is on my two playlist for sure. It's really good. So, like a, a little background, if if you haven't listened to the podcast all year, I had this sort of odd personal journey of playing through like all of the Resident Evil games in a very short amount of time, and we also played uh, Silent Hill Two for the first time. At least, mm-hmm. at least I I played She's through. Loved it. That game was like shockingly good. Closer to what I would call like a masterpiece Of video games mm-hmm. and so like I had all of these the context Of like survival horror just like Primed in my brain mm-hmm. and it, it was really interesting like I, I liked playing Throw the Resident Evils and seeing how that that series Changed over the years and like how it balanced Horror and action and how each game Sort of brought its own balance to that and Not to mention I continued To fall down the lo-fi Horror rabbit hole that I mm-hmm. have Been falling down for a couple of years now <laughs> You do love that rabbit hole I I do I, I i just really like how these like indie developers are able to get creative with these like tiny little games and experiment with like what does horror look like in a fishing game you know like mm-hmm. mysteries under lake ophelia was really good this year uh paratopic was very good they came out a couple of years ago or even uh the excavation of hobbs barrow which is like sort of a it was this point and click game but like really was playing with like what horror is and uh, anyway so signal is sort of it just like struck at exactly the right time it pulls together a lot of ideas from the first couple of resident evils a lot of ideas from Silent Hill in, I think the most obvious is which is like the, uh, the like little red save squares that you have in them. It like, it's very mm-hmm. reminiscent of how you save in, in Silent Hill, but it goes a lot deeper than that. Like, I think the the metaphor or like the, I guess more of a motif that they have in Silent Hill is you're like constantly going into these like holes and diving deeper down. Like in, Whole in the dive game. Hole is a motif. <laughs> it is like in the game, it's constantly <laughs> like, I can't see down there. Do I want to jump down? Like, that is constantly and especially towards the like later third of the game when you're just going like you know multiple stories underground Mm -hmm. and eventually getting to that fucking graveyard under oh my god that was scary Mm -hmm. with your dude's name written on it fuck dude so there's that and so it uses that same sort of motif to to make a similar point about like kind of diving deeper into someone's psyche and like what what they're thinking about and uh you know eventually and i don't. I don't think this is spoiling too much, but just, you know, if you really hate spoilers, be careful here. You can skip to the next part if you want to. But the, the endings also play out in a very similar way to Silent Hill 2, where you get different endings based upon how you acted as a character. Mm-hmm. If you kept your health really high, or if you like lingered around for a long time, or like wanted to solve all the puzzles, or if you were like just smashing through the game and like trying to beeline it for the end right all of those things will have a different effect on how the game plays out and a lot of the what the game is saying is is rooted in you know this this commentary on like identity and memory and who someone is with or without memory and like in in a kind of surreal and like scary game this is Mm -hmm. a horror game in in the sense that like it's spooky and there's monsters but it's also a horror game and just like the topics that it's covering right Mm mm-hmm it it gets very out there in the story that it's communicating in a in a way that I like really, really enjoy. I, I think that it is it's paying homage to a lot of these games and I think sometimes people people can get a little like developers can get kind of derivative in a way like that sometimes happen where you're like wow this is like really specifically this kind of game right but i think because it's pulling from so many different kinds of horror games it doesn't end up feeling derivative it feels like yeah i can see where some of these influence are pulled from but it, it ends up like recoagulating in a way that feels different Gotcha. It's like Signalis feels like its own video game rather than like, this is just a Resident Evil clone or something like that.
2: Sure. Instead of feeling like a like a knockoff, it, it does enough different and interesting and new and well enough that
0: yeah. it feels unique. Yeah. And and I think it's, it's taking a lot of the foundation that is being set by this, you know, the lo-fi horror scene and like the experiments that are going on in there and saying like, okay, what if we just like kicked it up a little bit, right? Because a lot of those games are... An hour, you know, like they're very short experiences, um, which is good. I think for horror, you really do want to be able to like scare someone without it being a twenty-hour experience where it starts to become less scary as time goes on. But mm-hmm. this one is a little bit longer, but I think still manages to be like scary and terrifying. And I think it 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 does that by what I had mentioned before of like in the beginning, it is just sort of like the monsters are scary and the place is scary, but eventually the topics are scary and the content mm-hmm. is scary. Sure not in like a traumatic way changes where it is yes like it's 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 not like this trauma but rather like whoa that's heavy and wild and scary (laughs) to consider Mm -hmm. so i i just thought it was really good and like also a strange encapsulation of the games that i've played this year it just it felt like the perfect game for me to play this year it uh it was really good i like signalis yeah good video game I need to play that one. It seems so fun. It's worth it. It's on
2: Game Pass. It's just sitting there on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your number four, David? My number four chase is Outer
0: Wilds. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. So full
2: disclosure: I have not beaten this game yet, and sure. but I feel like I'm close. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the amount of interesting, fun, amazingly unique, and creative experiences this game has given me still warrants it to be this high on the list, even if the ending is bunk, which I really feel like it's not going to be. No, this game is this game is exceptional. It really is. If honestly, and if the game, if the ending's really good, it could end up being higher on this list. But yeah, it's it is before when I was saying how Scorn is a game about exploration and I love game to let me explore and same with Firewatch right mm-hmm. this is this is the <laughs> game for yeah. people who have ever read that meme that's like uh, born too late to explore the world born too early to explore the universe and like mm-hmm. cry a little bit when they read that this yeah. game is for you because it yeah. makes you feel like a space explorer it really gives you that sense of exploration I can't I mean I'm, I've never been a space explorer so I can't say what it is to feel like <laughs> a space explorer but I feel like this is about as close as you can get as an yeah. average human right on the planet nowadays mm-hmm. uh, but just really exceptional beautiful worlds really inventive mechanics in the game with how the worlds interact with with the character between themselves be, with these different like, quantum rules that they have made for this game that you go and <laughs> yeah. discover across these planets that then coalesce into this really fun puzzle at the kind of near the end of the game where you figure out how to get on the quantum moon and everything like that. Yep. So cool how that all yeah. just kind of comes together. Love how kind of it's it's an introduction to scientific thought for maybe people <laughs> who aren't as familiar with that, right? And just like yeah. creating hypotheses and thinking really thinking about what you're doing and then also as someone who loves escape rooms, it really does feel kind of like escape room-ish. It gives you all the clues. It gives you all the things to do and you have to kind of figure out how to do it and put all of the pieces together with your brain, which I love. Mm-hmm. You know, it and it, it has a great, honestly, probably one of the most, most impressive things it does is its level of difficulty in that it's never, it's never too difficult or too opaque. It always gives you some thread to pull on that you can get a little bit more information that can lead you somewhere else if you get stuck somewhere. So yeah. it's never like you're just sitting in your spaceship like, oh, what do I do now? There's mm-hmm. always something if you're, like paying close enough attention. We're like, oh, you know, I don't know quite what to do here. Maybe I'm missing something. I'm just gonna go f- pull on a couple threads over here. Like, and when yeah. I say pull on threads, I mean explore different areas that maybe you didn't get to before your last run ended. But yeah, just really great. And I love the the ship mechanics. Uh it's very fun. Yeah. Really fun to 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 uh, pilot that spaceship. It's <laughs> Just some of the some of the more fun and goofy and interesting things that have happened to me in a game this year have happened in this one, which has mm-hmm. this weird emergent gameplay, like flying so close to the sun when I'm trying to land on the comet or just totally blasting into a planet when I'm trying to line up how to get onto a different planet yeah. or getting sucked into a black hole and then ending up on the other side of the map at the white hole and then exploring a little station out there and finding things that are cool in it. It's just so good. It just rewards you for success and failure, which is interesting and pretty cool how it's able to do that. Like even if you fuck up or it feels like you fuck up, there's like maybe something down there that you can read or do and see and and kind of expand on the story and your knowledge of this world. So it's really just... It's it's fantastic.
0: It's really good. It's a very good game. I totally agree. I also really appreciate just how like the game is optimistic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It is in in the macro and the micro sense. Like is I think what it has to say is a really optimistic take on something that is like kind of big and heavy. And I think that's just like it's it's so well done in a way that doesn't feel cheesy or um not earned. But mm-hmm. also it's it's just very optimistic in the way that you're like reading about these people. Who are like had been explorers before you. Yeah. Who've like left their mark behind. Um Mm -hmm. and all of that's just it's really nice. Like you kinda it's nice to read these people who are just like out here exploring and like Mm -hmm. clearly have connections to one another and care about each other and like you get to know them. Yeah. It it's not this like, you know, somebody's behind my back trying to take my discoveries. It's like people are just out here you know like it, it it's is great.
2: it is a very refreshing take on aliens in that none of these aliens are trying to work towards imperialistic ends and annihilation <laughs> yeah. of other cultures and societies they're like going out of their way to make sure that they don't take too many resources that would mm-hmm. hinder an, an intelligent species from evolving on a certain planet yeah which is like man we need more of this energy in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need more of this know my energy here so yeah, yeah just it. it and yeah it, it it is very optimistic in that way and just kind and yeah. nice right and and it's giving you this very open sandbox to play around and which is spooky in some ways environmentally yeah. but as a whole like your interactions with people are always positive and fun, and and you know people yeah. treat you nicely,
0: which is great. Yeah, no, the the game is scary in the way that like a, a fast river is scary, or like the desert the is scary of nature. Yeah, like if I'm not careful out here, this is gonna break bad for me. Yeah, <laughs> so many times I've been like just sucked by
2: a planet or something or into a cyclone <laughs> yeah. and then my reactor gets damaged and I'm just frantically trying to repair it and I just blow up and die. <laughs> yep. So many times.
0: It's really nice that the game when it like resets the time loop starts you over at kind of a very calm place. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the equivalent of showing back up in the House of Hades and you're like well that sucked that I died but like I do get to go talk to Nyx and see what's going on over there. Like it's that's true. nice.
2: I can, I can progress my relationships with people still.
0: No it's good. I, I, I would encourage you to be I think it's a, like a game That is worth Seeing the end of Oh I'm like, getting there Yeah I, think,
2: I feel like I'm close
0: I, I bet you are It all sort of like Coalesces at a certain point You're like I know what I need to do And then mm-hmm. you do that That's great So good Cool That's a good video game I think that was a lot of people's <laughs> Like best game of Is that 2020 Is that when that came out may No been, maybe earlier than that actually May have been 2019 Yep It was 2019 Still holds up Real nicely Yeah
2: Leaving Game Pass soon So Sure Yeah Sorry buddy sorry everybody buy, but also though, honestly worth
0: the money yeah you whatever however much it costs
2: i can i can assure you this will be worth your worth your beans yeah
0: for sure cool can i tell you about number three for me please another one that was a little higher than i was expecting it to be okay it's kirby in the forgotten land david
2: wow at number three (laughs) at number three you love going going
0: big mouth mode huh i love doing mouthful mode mouthful (laughs) (laughs) hey it's a good kirby game as it turns out yeah i have very little to say other than this is a really good kirby game i I think the recent trend of nintendo feels very like mario and zelda focused Mm -hmm. which is like fine. Those are both very good games, right? Like I I don't blame them for saying let's make some more Breath of the Wild and let's make a bunch of Marios. Because those games are like oftentimes very, very good. Mm -hmm. But it is nice to see like these like kind of B tier Nintendo characters get a little bit of shine too. And like I'd Say that like this Kirby game specifically reminds me of that like Super 3D Mario world in that like the structure of it harkens back to like kind of a more classic quote-unquote style of Nintendo games where like there are bespoke levels that begin and end and there's like stuff in in them that you can collect and like it's it's mo- more about like getting to the end of this and like getting enough like saving enough waddle dees by the end of the the world <laughs> to get to the the end <laughs> gotta get the waddle dees baby gotta get them d's
2: it's all about a waddle d's baby sorry
0: was that all about the benjamins was that the, it was the reference? Reference? yes wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i i think that like the greatness of both of those games and and this one especially or that it still just like feels incredible i think every Mm. level gives you this opportunity to be wowed by like either the mechanic that it's focused on or the place that it's focused on. Like every level is just like so much fun and bright and chipper. And like, it's really cool to see them rather than like chasing some new trend around or like the new hotness, whatever, like Mario's now like in, is an Elden Lord and he has to go fight all the bosses. Like, no, it's, it's fine. Like they just made a good Kirby game. (laughs) Elden Kirby, Elden Kirby, elder God, Kirby. And they're just like, no, we're just going to make this game fun as hell. And it is. And I I think this is also a case of this game being personally very close to me. Em and I played this together all the way through me being a waddle D main the whole time. I didn't, Mm. I have not played as Kirby in this game. Waddle D energy. It's indicative of kind of the year that we had, right? Like this is a big year for us personally. We both got, obviously we both got married to each other. I was about to say we both got married as if we're just like friends. I mean, they're not wrong. We did both, but it was to each other. It was nice to have this, like, kind of very simple experience to play with one another. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the games that we've played with each other aren't as directly cooperative as this one was. And it's just, it was just like a cool reminder that her and I have this connection of like simple, basic fun that mm-hmm. we can just come hang out, hang out with our dog, drink a beer and like play this game. Even when there are like big things going on in our life, right? The planning a wedding was stressful for, absolutely I, I think more for her than for me, but Even Mm. still, it was, it, it wore on us. And so it was Mm -hmm. nice to like have this escape in a way to Kirby. Was your reprieve from, from wedding planning a little bit. It, it, I feel like we played it kind of in the middle of summer when things were like, okay, it's time to make signs for the wedding. (laughs) Um, and that can be, it was intimidating at certain points. And so it was nice to be like, Hey, do you want to just like be a pink ball and go drive around in a car? Like, yeah, I do. So I, I, Yeah. I I think it's just like a really well-made video game. It's another one of these cases of like, I I don't know that it's saying something gigantic, but it's, it's fun and good and holds like a really close personal attachment for me. I think in, in a similar way that you had talked about Divinity Original Sin 2 and Mm -hmm. playing through that with Mal during Mm -hmm. quarantine. And Em and I had sort of a similar experience with Animal Crossing, but this one just felt like, you know, the next sort of iteration of that, of when I think about 2020, I will think about playing Animal Crossing with him. And in 2022, before we got married, I will think, of, you know, playing Kirby and beating all the bosses and learning that we both didn't know how to dodge until the final boss or something like that, which is just really good. It's very fun. That's awesome. We were like playing and I was like, God, this is really hard. Like, I don't know how they expect us to dodge some of these attacks. (laughs) and then i was like dodge (laughs) it was it my waddle d kept doing this weird move where he would do like a backflip and i was like i don't know what that is and then eventually Mm. did it while someone was attacking i was like it's a dodge and
2: then this was my experience with bloodborne and parrying (laughs) oh oh
0: my god yeah yeah i forgot about that you didn't parry for like most of the game no i beat father gascone without with just dodges baby that is so shocking It'd be like if if in high school, everybody's like, yeah, I drove to to school today. And you're like, I did a handstand until I got to school. I accidentally flexed on him. You did. You did flex on him. You hit the Rip Bozo on Father Gascoigne without like really doing all that much. (laughs) Pete Bozo. (laughs) Oh, man. That's
2: got to be up there for meme of the year for me. I really like Honk the Bobo.
0: Honk the Bobo and Rip Bozo are both really good. Mm -hmm. I agree. Do you want to tell me about your number three, David? I do. It's God of War Ragnarok. Okay, great, yeah,
2: it's here. I really enjoyed this game. I don't want yeah. to get too redundant with kind of what you were saying. I, I, sure. I don't think it was as good as God of War 2018. Yeah. But it was, I, I do think it gets bonus points for being, it's kind of like the LeBron James of video games in that it has <laughs> been so hyped and so anticipated and it really kind of lives up to all of the expectations that have been set for it. Yeah, I think that is kind of a wonder in modern game development that a game that has this much expectation on it gets delivered with like minimal to no bugs or issues on launch yeah. and just yeah. is a fun experience for people to enjoy. And I really want to put some shine on a game that is a full-fledged game when it mm-hmm. comes out. Because that doesn't always happen nowadays, especially with these AAA games. You know, people overpromise, underdeliver, and then they just patch it in. And, you know, that is a way of doing it. Like, I'm playing Cyberpunk right now and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd, I'd never played it. In the beginning, so I can't say I, I don't have that bad taste in my mouth. Like some people sure. do, you know. Just beyond how immaculately made the game is, and how good the gameplay is, and the story, and the and the acting performances, really mm-hmm. not just voice acting, but acting performances that these people do. It's it really feels like they are keeping their keeping their side of the bargain and keeping their side of the promise to the people who are buying this game for, for sure. seventy dollars. <laughs> you know, I went in and bought this game full price. You know, it's a Sony game, so a Sony first party game. And I felt confident that it was going to deliver and be a full fledged experience from day one. And it was, and that's not, and I, I just, I guess I'm What it boils down to is it's a great game. And I, I love that it, it actually works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and wasn't this disappointing mess that a lot of these big games become nowadays, which is sure. so sad. And I I I believe that deserves a lot of shine because there's so, sure. so much pressure especially for these first party developers to make something not just big and grandiose and plays immaculately, but now also is bug free and the game is done. Yeah. The game is done on release. So good, fucking job, Sony Santa Monica. You did it. Yeah, the game's yeah. great. It doesn't reinvent the wheel, but this it, it it makes that wheel that you reinvented the last time just that much better.
0: Yeah, really, really great game. Loved it from beginning to end. I, I agree, obviously. I said I said the things that I had to say about it.
2: I said my piece
0: it sounded so rude i didn't know how else to say it i said what i had to say i said what i said i don't agree but i said what i said <laughs> i do
2: agree i do agree with I what you, you said d- you
0: do you do agree.
2: <laughs> anyways that's that's all i have to say about god of war great game you've probably all heard plenty about it if not have all played it by this point yeah um, sure. anyways chase what is yeah. your number two number game two of the
0: year Numero dos. Do you have a guess? Hard space shipbreaker. You are correct, David.
2: Congratulations. Oh, my shot,
0: baby. <laughs> and it wasn't the
2: other one you talked
0: a lot about. So That is, <laughs> that is true. It's not <laughs> the other one. Okay, so, uh, Hard Shipbreaker. This year has weirdly been this, like, renaissance of games that are making, like, commentary on the state of society. You sure? And it feels... Yeah. A lot of that is directed towards, like, capitalism. Gamers rise up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what it feels like to exist under that system stuff like uh citizen sleeper and I was a teenage exocolonist and hard space shipbreaker all are sort of getting at similar things right like they're all sort of mm-hmm. they're they're commenting on like this is what it can feel like to exist in this system and tying back into the conversation about cyberpunk that we had had re- kind of recently, like, I think they're a lot more effective at that than cyberpunk is. Cyberpunk is just sort mm-hmm. of like showing you here's what capitalism looks like when it's taken to like an, an extension. Right. Yeah. But I, I just don't know like, We there's... know cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. Like I get it. I'm, I am here too. I understand. Yeah. And it's like fun, interesting to see that visualized, but mm-hmm. I think all of these games have a lot more biting commentary about like, what does that mean as people, you know? Yeah. And I I, I played all of these games and I think Hardspace Shipbreaker has spoken to me the most. Like it's the one that hit the closest to home in a way that was palatable. I played Citizen Sleeper like earlier in the year and I I totally could understand if this was somebody's number two instead mm-hmm. of Hard Space um, or same thing with Teenage Exocolonist. But I, if Citizen Sleeper felt like such a harsh reality check that it was like, hard to play for me at times. Like, it was just so real. Having to, like, in the very beginning of the game, like, scrap together enough, like, money to even eat was just, like, challenging for me personally. Like, having been no stranger to, like, skipping meals as a kid or, like, having that feeling of uncertainty... That mm. comes with like existing as a low income family in America. Like sure. The game was just like, oh, dude, this is a lot. Like, I don't know if I can handle this all just that like much. You're just raising your hand the whole time. Like, yeah, exactly. I get this. Yeah. And like, I, I understand why that would make that game good. for some people. Like it is, it is that effective, right? Like it's, I I get why someone would say like, hell yeah, this is like really hitting home. And you know, I I think that for me personally, like there's a difference of like, this is really effective versus like, I really like what is going on here. That's sort of like vague, but I think it was more just like kicking my ass than making me think about my Mm -hmm. life. You know, like it wasn't like, huh? Yeah. Wow. This is like, interesting and it makes me think about xyz i'm like oh my god dude like this is brutal and familiar in a way that sucks and like i said i get why that would somebody would say yeah that's why it's good but it's it was just like almost too much for me to experience with any sort of regularity however a uh, heartspace shipbreaker gave me that ex- like critical of capitalism experience that felt prescient and relevant to like my mm-hmm. right now in sure. a way that like isn't hard of like thinking back to what it was like to grow up and shit like that it felt like very relevant today for me and i i think citizen sleeper asked the player to like have these experiences of having these like very small and minute moments of beauty and like just finding the joy in like other people and the small parts of your life. Whereas Heartspace Shipbreaker puts you in like the very realistic situation of having a shitty corporate job that exploits you um, right. and giving you very little recourse for that. Mm-hmm. You also, you know, have to figure out how to like operate under those circumstances. Something that's very familiar. That's also very familiar to me, but in a way that doesn't feel hopeless, you know, not to mention like the, the game part of the game is very satisfying to me like mm-hmm. the the act of going out into this like 3d 0g space and methodically taking apart this ship is like that's really good i really like that Mm -hmm. in a way that i also like my job you know like i like the stuff that i do but that doesn't take away from the fact that like i'm still in the system i'm still having to figure this out you know Mm -hmm. the the game ends up feeling like you are playing through a lego set but in reverse where you have to methodically take apart each little piece and put it in its separate little area which is just, it's really satisfying in a way that like
2: first Legos. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I I just found that very fun. Um, I I liked that. And so like, I, I know that oftentimes trying to find a solution to living under a capitalist organization of the economy, like isn't straightforward, right? People oftentimes don't find a solution. I don't know if there is one, Mm -hmm. but it usually has to be like self-driven, right? Like you have to find what makes you happy you have to find the people that make you happy and like figure out how to balance that with also surviving. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. And I, I, obviously we haven't figured it out. And like, you know, there's a, I, the amount of people who are in poverty and the amount of people who are behind on their medical bills and shit like that is a testament <sighs> to just how badly we are failing. Yeah. Truly. But you know, I, I think that in the case of the workplace, how you can make that better, like there kind of is an answer you know like how do you fight back against corporate power you you unionize and like Mm -hmm. try and flex some collective action it's not going to work all the time because you know starbucks says oh you're unionizing we're gonna go ahead and close that branch you know like yeah shit like shit like that happens or you know all the anti-union efforts that happen at every gigantic megacorp Mm-hmm. it's hard but like that is a solution and this that's what this game proposes right like at, at the end of the game the big sort of or the the thrust of the game is everybody that you're working around coming to grips with like this sucks we have to do something about this or maybe we should just keep our heads down and not do anything and just try and get by or you know what what would we even do if we wanted to what does that look like and then the risks that come with that like it it, it is risky and hard and like you don't always get what you exactly want but i think for the game to both say like that's a thing you can do is like really empowering and feels Mm -hmm. really good especially when you know in the mission where that's like that that, that's the major story beat the the process of your collective action is really satisfying like you essentially just have to do what the opposite of what you've been doing the whole game and that's really fun it's really cool to be like no today i'm gonna do a really shitty job and we're not going to do a good job mm-hmm. until we have bargaining rights. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's great. I love that. Um, that's not exactly how bargaining works in the real life, but that's how it played out in the game. And so it, it just felt like there is some option here. I I am a person who succumbs to like pessimism and nihilism really easily, which may sound odd b- being that we do a <laughs> optimistic podcast, yeah, but right, we fight against I, it. Yes. I, I think that like. The reason that this is something that comes easy to me is because I am always fighting against pessimism, right? Like Mm. it's always there. And so like, I, I think that games that revel in that sometimes of like, isn't everything fucked and aren't you, you know, really having to make these tough decisions about how to live is tough. It's hard for me to experience that. But a game that says like, there is something we can do is Mm -hmm. really nice. And like, I think that the personal responsibility that comes with existing under like such a brutal system of like, I do need to make a conscious decision to like try and be good and make collective action a thing that happens in my lifetime Mm -hmm. rather than just throwing up my hands and saying, fuck it, like there's nothing I can do. Yeah, absolutely. It's empowering. empowering. It's, yeah, it's it's empowering in a way that feels significant rather than diminishing in in a way that is, you know, feels bad. Sure, cool. Hard Space Shipbreaker, good game. (laughs) I want to play it.
2: It's game good. pass yeah. now
0: It is yeah well, worth, worth a play Worth a play I will say On a screen that isn't wide Like mm. I, I played it on my ultra wide And just got so motion sick So fast you, Yeah you were saying that So I had to play it on a smaller screen Which ended up much better But yeah good game I I, I really liked it I, I also played it while I was listening to The Expanse The book oh, Um perfect on, on tape It was really good A Great pairing I gotta say mm-hmm. Well shit David Number two for you Number two for me is mm-hmm. Bowser's Fury Oh my god, hell yeah. This game rips. Yeah, it's quite good. It's quite good. I have played it since you've talked about it. It's so good. It's good, yeah. It is
2: just pure Mario bliss. I've always been someone who likes the more concise levels of like a yeah. 3D world or land Mario type game. So I really love this one because it makes all those just seamless. There's no weird overworld. You're just like right into them. You have a nice little plessie you can ride around on. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's funny. It's bright it's colorful the music is amazing the the controls are just perfect and it's it's a joy an absolute joy to just play and experience right it mm-hmm. is it is pure concentrated platforming goodness right it is just video yeah. games it, it is a, it's just concentrated video games and what makes them great. Uh, there's no, there's no big storyline. There's no voice acting. There's no performances. It's just, it's just Mario becoming a big cat and beating up on Bowser <laughs> and true. doing like flips and shit. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's makes no sense sometimes, but that's part of the that's part of the magic. And it's just it's just fun. It is just pure fun. And that's all this game is. It's just trying to have a good time. It's trying to have you to have a good time and to get you into a good a good space, mentally, spiritually, physically, everything. Yeah, you, and said,
0: I, you said this was like a salve on top of scorn. Like it was nice to yes. do this.
2: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, add that to the fact, add, add the fact that this game is just masterfully crafted yeah. and you have just a, a perfect treat. Of a game to yeah. engage in And you know I don't usually love collectathon thon type games where it's just like Do this level again but the, do it a different way But this one yeah. just made it feel good Everything changed enough each level And each level you could go through quickly enough To where you're like oh I could do that again really quickly Easily mm-hmm. don't have to wait for any load times It's just straight back in go, go for another run So I'm really interested to see where they take this style Of Mario game after this Because um, it definitely feels different Than a Mario Odyssey type game Game, which is a much more grandiose style of game, but I think this is equally as good, just a little different. But yeah, just just a fantastic joy to play, joy to play, truly. Yeah,
0: sounds kind of similar to the experience I had with Kirby, of like, hey, that's a that's a good ass video game, just fun and good. Mm-hmm. And that's that is Nintendo's thing; they just make fun, good, easy to pick
2: up, but hard to master. I don't know if that's true for Kirby games, and that's what this is. It's it's just great. You know if you've ever played a mario game that's been and it's really just got got you into that flow state you understand for but sure. this one is i think particularly good just for my tastes
0: yeah totally it's uh i i like that both of these things can be true of video games that like there are some that have these big grandiose things to say and also like mario jump good feel good like yeah, yeah. Jump, on, jump on
2: the Plessy, chase Bowser, get the cat shines, become a big cat, and do a kaiju battle. Jump on the Plessy, don't be aggressive. <laughs> I don't know about that one. At the end of the game, you kind of have to be aggressive Aggressy. with yeah. the hairy Plessy. It's actually a hairy Plessy at the end of the game.
0: Whoa, a little furry Plessy. I like that.
2: Because the Plessy also gets the cat upgrade and becomes furry. Whoa, okay. That's It's kind of weird. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to be pretty aggressive to get
0: bowser because he's he's pretty quick he's pretty quick at mm-hmm. the end of the game i love that that's great wow those are some video games david we played some good ones this year before we go on to the most obvious number one of all time yes. do you want to make some honorable mentions for games that you've played this year i
2: i do yeah yeah ghost of tsushima yep some of the most amazing art direction i have seen in a game mm-hmm. truly beautiful like a piece of art but suffers from bloat like a lot of open world games do. Yeah, yeah. Um, But still enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninja Gaiden, the original.
0: Oh, yeah, wow.
2: E- exceptional masterclass in combat, in action mm-hmm. adventure. But that last level, the end game, made me pull my hair out. <laughs> it was yeah. tough, especially that platforming level at the end. Really, yeah. really got me. <laughs> Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yeah, yeah. Very fun game. I, For some reason, I picked it up and had a lot of fun with it. And then I just never played it again. Just (laughs) purged from your memory. I was just kind of like, okay, I'm good. Not to say that it's bad, but I guess I just got my fill personally. Yeah. Yeah. The Forgotten City. Yeah. That's more of an incomplete anything because I just have not finished it. And I can't say because it's very much a story based game. And I I feel like I need to beat the story to really say whether or not how good it is. Yeah. And it takes two finally. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. I thought this one was going to be make my list, but since I've beaten it, I've cooled on it quite a bit. Yeah. I think it's I think the gameplay is great, but looking back on it, I don't think it says anything revolutionary. And there was that one scene where they try to kill their kid's teddy bear, which is the thing that honestly sticks with me the most about this game, which is pretty <laughs> sour, in my opinion, and they never really reconciled with the fact that they were going to do that. Uh, which I think is a big miss. Yeah. On the part of the game. But otherwise, beautiful graphics, really good gameplay, and just a fun design
0: where you have to play it with somebody else. Yeah,
2: for sure. What,
0: what about, about you? Honorable mentions? Yeah. Excavation of Hobbs Barrow was almost on the list. Incredible point and click mm-hmm. adventure game. Loved it. Just there was other better games. It was it was really close. Grand turismo seven, I played the ever-loving hell out of this game earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, it's just Gran Turismo. <laughs> like, sure, I don't know that it was doing anything revolutionary, but I loved the vibe. Citizen Sleeper, I can acknowledge that that game is really, really good. It's just crushing for me, so um, I couldn't play that much of it. But like, the writing is incredible and the gameplay is incredible. So like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Vampire Survivors, a, a very good game. I don't know if this came out this year <laughs> or not. Like, it it was kind of an early access and it released, I think, mostly this year. Mm -hmm. And like, I've played a lot of it, but the moment I am done playing vampire survivors, I'm like, okay, great. I want to play like something a little bit meatier. So Mm -hmm. just didn't quite make the list. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three tackling some very heavy shit and very cool. I thought the world was incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, it just is a JRPG in the classic way. And so there's the part of it there. There are bloaty parts of it that sometimes get in my way. Mm-hmm. of like really crushing through the rest of it it's also just so long that i'm like sure okay yeah. okay okay enough video game enough <laughs> uh potion permit was really good played the whole mm-hmm. thing it was great uh but i just like don't remember a lot about it <laughs> so sure i was just like i think i liked that a lot I, it, it just wasn't as impactful as the mm-hmm. rest of them uh chained echoes Ooh. i am so i was so confused about whether or not to put this on the list or not uh-huh. but I just I didn't want to rush it. I didn't want to like sure slam through this game because it came out like a week ago and then, you know, maybe see if it got on the list. So I I will like incomplete. give it an incomplete. It may show up next year if I'm like that into it. Marvel Snap loving the game. Mm. It's got the, the the monetization stuff is kind of like getting to me a little bit. Sure. It like not in a way that I'm like, you know, buying a bunch of packs, but it's like, you know, it starts to feel a little bit more like monetize when you get up in the, Mm. in the ranks. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily want to like endorse that totally. Sure. And then, you know, Pokemon Scarlet, I was a teenage exocolonist. Uh, Neon White was really good. Horizon Forbidden West is really good. And uh, I'm also really loving Need for Speed Unbound. That's that's a really good game. That's right. So, yeah, I'll, th- that's a lot of video games. Wow, but Good good year for games. Everybody, round of applause yeah, for video we all games did a, this year. We all did a great job. Every, the, the real winner this year was video games. Incorrect, David. The real winner this year was Elden Ring. Yeah, it was Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden, <laughs> it's Ring. Fucking Elden, Elden Ring, Ring man. is Holy. number one. <laughs> oh shit. Don't, don't overthink it. No, I, I did overthink it and I still came to the same conclusion. <laughs> it's just, it's the obvious
2: choice and because it is, obviously the
0: best because is the choice year. yeah of course like yes yeah uh let me see I'll, I'll say my piece real quick i i don't know what else there is to because we'd said so We've much talked about we this game it. a lot of the podcast <laughs> yeah but i think like in in the wake of breath of the wild coming out in 2017 i was like wow every game is going to start copying this formula
1: mm-hmm. and
0: like you got it to some extent right like you got it in a lot of surface level ways like a lot of games started having gliders and uh you say saw more games trying to have this like quiet open world with like a watercolor mm-hmm. style like genshin impact comes to mind and like even halo was trying to do like open world stuff you know mm-hmm. but for me like none of them really had that like essence of breath of the wild like what made it so good yep um in in like an otherwise pretty breath of the Wildless game industry right like Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of other games that can do exactly that. And so I was just like surprised that nobody was doing this. And then Elden Ring was like, w- uh, we will actually. Uh, and then dropped <laughs> and this fucking. He pulled up and he was like, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Wow. It does the thing. I think like that game and Elden Ring both rely on a player's sense of discovery and interest and curiosity in yep. a way that is just so good. Like, it is so satisfying to be, like, I know vaguely what I need to do. I see a castle in the distance that I will eventually have to go to, but, like, what's this terrifying little hovel that I, that's over here on the side of the road? Oh, there's a terrible gremlin in here who wants to eat me. Like, great, I like that. <laughs> His name is Gremlin King Scorn. <laughs> yeah, like, with, it's just incredible. And, like, Breath of the Wild, I think, offers, like, behind every little nook and cranny is something incredible and bright and cheery and Elden Ring is like there's a fucking monster under that rock if you dare to pull it up
2: remember that nice little marshy lake there if you go out into <laughs> it a giant dragon will drop down yeah. from above <laughs> and
0: fuck you the fuck up and it's really fun like i it it just it nails that sense of discovery and curiosity in a way that like I just don't see other games doing Mm -hmm. i like obviously there are major beats that happen in the game but like other than that it's kind of up to you what you want to do sure and that's just so cool like i i I saw somebody saying like elden ring has a better story than uh you know god of war and i don't know if i agree with that but it's so highly dependent on how far you dig right Mm. like how many of the item descriptions you read how much of the lore you're willing to dig through but even still just the like meta narrative that you've got of like, I'm just this awful dude who crawled out of the sewer, and like, then I went to this place, and then mm-hmm. I got my ass kicked by this guy, and then I said, No, I'm not going there, I'm gonna go over here and did this thing, and like, all of that isn't programmed into the game, but it just sort of like happens. It's just incredible, and mm-hmm. I, I think you know, and no small part of this is everybody's experience of playing this early in the year and talking to each other. And being like, oh well, I when I went there, this happened, or I was doing this build. So this, you know, fight was like really easy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's it is a, a real splash of a video game that when I was playing every other game this year, I was like, is this better than Elden Ring? Is this better than Elden Ring? And every time the answer was no. <laughs> like, yeah, Elden Ring is just such a, a good game for yeah. me. And and I don't say that I would say that objectively, but like Every time I was like, nah, man, like I I would prefer to go be in Limgrave. Mm-hmm. Than at this moment. And and yeah. not to say that's diminishing the other games, but like, God, the game is just astounding. It's real good. Really, really good. Yeah. Anything else to say? No, go ahead.
2: Yeah. I, I think that this game, I think I've said this before, but this is the closest that I've ever felt to that first time I played Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where it's, it is this exceptional, interesting, beautiful, intricate world that you're just let out into to explore and experience to to your liking and it also is like Skyrim, in the way that it just brings so many different types of people who play <laughs> games together. There True, are, this, yeah. this is a very, at this point, normal game for folks to play. Whereas before, it's <laughs> like, oh, you played Dark Souls? Oh my God. You must yeah. be one of those like intense, kind crazy gamers. It, yeah. It's, it, it, it's taken this formula in this genre out of the niche and made it mainstream and palatable yeah. to the to just the average person, right? Which
0: is good because the games are good.
2: <laughs> Which is good because the games are amazing. And and it's just it, it, it's amazing how it becomes almost like a water cooler moment
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know everybody can talk about it everybody discusses it and like one of uh mallory's uh and i's friends he he got covid recently and he's more of like a sports game guy and yeah. he's like should i get elden ring i'm like that game is fantastic yeah. go for it and he's <laughs> you like you so deep into it now he's like i'm addicted this game is great i'm like this is fucking cool this game is so good it just gets yeah. to so many folks it's it's great
0: it's not exactly the same and obviously this isn't true but it's like kind of hitting a similar like Wii sports sort of thing where like that person plays elden ring? Like what? <laughs> grandma the grandma plays Elden Ring? And she <laughs> plays gotta- the prisoner build? <laughs> you gotta get good, Sonny. <laughs> What is a prisoner or is a wretch in this one? What's it called? The the wretch is the one that like your stats it has all kind like zero start, stats or whatever. They all start even. So like it, it doesn't have a huge advantage, but it is good if you want to like constantly be switching your builds because oh. you can reset them all to kind of a baseline level. Gotcha. Yeah, it's good. The game is so good. It's shocking <laughs> the quality of this game. And the game just kept going. I know. Yeah, just kept it, going yeah the breadth of the space that you're traversing in that game is shocking like I, i'm so glad that it doesn't just give you a map of the whole world oh, it like yeah just teases every you time out. you're like oh my god it's this big or like you go into some fucking cave and then it's like actually there's a whole other world here like oh every yeah the first time you moments, go into the underground world yeah Ooh just shocking like it's so good and in a way that you know the game builds to that sort of stuff by having you say like i want to go in this cave i want to go in Mm -hmm. this weird little house and because sometimes there is a gigantic incredible world behind those walls yep it's just so good it's 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 i i don't know what else to say other than like yeah elden ring good rewards you for curiosity Yeah,
2: it punishes you but not not terribly so right no you can figure out the game it's good it's just it's it's immaculate it's gonna be a while i think until there's a game that gives you this same experience again yeah it really does feel like a a water a watershed moment in gaming (laughs) god that's a terrible sentence to say it's a little challenging yeah But honestly, you know, like the the only thing that I can think of that matches this experience and the feeling of playing this game was when Skyrim came out and they're still releasing that fucking game today. So (laughs) (laughs) So. it still sells. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's amazing. It's really good.
0: I loved when Miyazaki was giving his acceptance speech for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Part of his speech was like, yeah, I'm going to do something better, though. Like... (laughs) Like I know, Elden Ring was like one of the best games, but like I got some shit coming down the pike. Like, dude, that is such a wild promise of like maybe one of the best games. He's like, yeah, but check out this other one we got. I'd be interested to see him do like a sci-fi game. That'd be fun. Well, they're doing Armored Core, which is I don't know if he's involved in that, but I don't think I don't think he's the director. It is from Soft, but it's it's not. It may not be him directly, but man, I'm so intrigued with what they learn from uh-huh. Elden Ring and all these other games and like how they bring that to Armored Core. Cause those are Absolutely. really not similar games at all. Yeah.
2: No, I think um, I read that the guy who was uh, one of the developers who was one of the lead developer for Sekiro is the lead for mm. this game.
0: I mean, Sekiro was also good. So. That was a great game. That was my first FromSoft have. game. I, I haven't returned to Sekiro since playing it, and I've returned to almost all the other FromSoft games. I'm so I still think intimidated by Sekiro.
2: It's a hard fucking game, man. <laughs> it's I'm just tough. like, I'm going to go back, and it's going to kick my ass again. I'm going to feel bad about myself. I'm going to feel like a fraud gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve no podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm not good enough for it, my lord. <laughs> so, like, in some ways it is. I don't know. I, I can't tell if it's a harder or an easier game, like, It really just wants you to get on board with exactly what Sekiro is rather than like, you can build into a great sword build or whatever.
2: It's very different in that you can't grind. Yeah. If you're not good enough, you're just not good enough. You can't just hit harder. You just have to, you just have to play better.
0: You got to fight the ape, man.
2: It just becomes, it
0: becomes a a rhythm game. Wow. I mean, sort of non-shocking, but still, yeah, that's, that's the number one. Mm-hmm. Great game Deserved Truly Yes Earned Earned the spot For yes, sure
2: Absolutely It became It was
0: Elden Lord Of games this year For sure I, I am Very interested In anybody's list Who doesn't have Elden Ring At number one Just I'm because sure. like, I, I'm sure they're out there Yeah I, I think there's A lot of people That it's not their number one Just because I'm like What, what did these other games do That mm-hmm. were like so good Not in a condescending way But just like I want to hear it I want to hear yeah. how These other games Have hit you that hard good no yeah send sent like contact us let us know what your yeah for sure was i'm curious that's it we did it it. that's it
2: Uh, do you feel do you feel better now chase
0: yeah i feel good this is fun i like this two hours sure did go by pretty quick though yeah they didn't that (laughs) was a quick it felt like a quick podcast no breaks either no didn't have time (laughs) (laughs) and all these games to talk about nine was a lot And just out of out of curiosity kind of Uh a little a little self-reflection what are you most looking forward to in the next year of gaming? In the next year of gaming,
2: like what game am I looking forward to the most? I guess so, or you know whatever's going on. I'm looking forward to the Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, that's supposed to come out next year, I believe.
0: I think it will. My money's on it actually coming out next year.
2: Yeah, I'm real, I'm real excited for that one. Curious to see if the formula still is as good as it is. What is that? Six years later now. Was it yeah, it's been, a, it's been a minute. Been a minute. Wow. So that'll be cool. I'm curious to see if uh, Nintendo announces any new consoles because so it's been a while mm-hmm. since the Switch came out. And That's I wouldn't true. be surprised if they did. A Breath of the Wild 2 is on Switch and their new console. <laughs> yeah. That can They're known to do that happen. kind of stuff with Zelda games. Yeah, true. Um, but their last two. Big Zelda releases—they did that.
0: Uh, yeah, because Breath of the Wild, With Twilight was Twilight Princess, Switch. and Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, and Skyward Sword, because that like had to be on the Wii. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you're right. That Twilight Princess came out like on the precipice of both of those consoles, it was GameCube and Wii.
2: That's probably the thing I'm most excited for. I'm also always excited to see what new interesting indies come out Silk Song. Oh, fingers crossed man we'll see i'm not holding my breath anymore <laughs> one can one can hope it's becoming yeah. the the winds of winter of, of gaming
0: absolutely yeah <laughs> it's just it's never really gonna exist
2: oh pains me anyways uh that's what i'm looking forward to what about you chase
0: i think i, I don't know there's I, I think you're right that like i'm i am very excited for some weird indie to drop that i'm like this is shocking and good Ukulele hero. Ukulele hero. I'm interested to see what happens with Hades 2 next year. I don't know if it's mm. coming out next year, but I know it's in early access pretty soon. So I'm sure. interested to see what's going on there. Ooh, Baldur's um, Gate 3. Sorry. Yeah. I, I feel like the potential of Baldur's Gate 3 is really big. It I could mean, be such it's a good game. Divinity. Yeah. I, I, I hope that they're able to like just like refine the divinity approach because like the game is so good in so many ways and also so overwhelming at moments that mm-hmm. like I would love it if they were able to like hone that a little bit, which it honestly it seems like what they're what they're doing, like given the sort of stuff that I've seen so far. Really interested to see what Starfield is like.
2: Mmm, shit. That comes out next year. Now that's a hard sci-fi game.
0: It is, and I, I really want to see how that plays out because, like, I liked Fallout 4. Like, I, I thought that was a fun game, and I definitely played through it. Um, But, like, it, in the caliber of Bethesda games, like, that's not at the top of the list for me. No. Yeah. And I don't really know if they've been, like, hitting those same highs since, like, Skyrim, you know? So. I agree. I don't know. Cautiously optimistic. I They have had all of the same sort of, like, press releases of, like, this game's fucking gigantic. And I'm like, I know, but just, like is it good though? I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't tell. And I, I I won't know until I'm there, you know, like I I think any amount of previewing is just impossible to tell if they get that sense of like, I'm going on an adventure in space. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I hope they do. I hope they do. Cause like I, I'm a sucker for sci-fi, so it could be incredible. What was your favorite game that we played for good games this year, David? Whoa, (laughs) probably Ikaruga. Ikaruga bangs. That game is
2: so good. (laughs) That game was really good. I like. I love. I love simple, but yes, yeah. deep games, and yeah, that is Ikaruga for sure.
0: It was that. Like it. It felt like a, the most refined meal you've ever had, but like the one bite that you get's like, whoa! That is right. like earth shatteringly good. Real good. Real good. What about it, you? It, it, it has to be Silent Hill 2, I think. I was about to say. I think it's Silent Hill two for you. Yeah. It's. It was like mind altering. The game was so good. Was really really good mm-hmm. so that's probably the one for me hell yeah we made we made it end of the year mm-hmm. it is a a great pleasure recording this podcast with you david thank you for doing it with me
2: yeah likewise thank you for having this idea to do this we we both concocted this this is the thing we both did you wanted to do a podcast but yeah we yes. came up to get the idea for this podcast together in particular yes
0: it's fun it's it good is fun it's good nice I, little hobby uh, for sure i i listened to our past couple of games of the years and like I, I i'm not trying to be braggadocious but like we've gotten better at talking about video games and that's really satisfying to see happen <laughs> yeah um absolutely it's it's just really fun it's really nice to i don't know be able to like synthesize these ideas down a little bit more rather than just like game good mm-hmm. like, to really call game, out like the game things good it makes my <laughs> thumbs feel good and my brain feel good And, uh, not, not to mention, like I, like I said before, this has been a really cool year to like get a little bit more in contact with our audience because like, I think that's part of the draw of making the show too. Is like, what is everybody's weird game that they liked and what, Mm -hmm. what parts of games that are imperfect do people? Like we've got a mountain of games to play for the show. So it is so many. I have, uh, let me see a, a list on backlogged of games that we can play five we have 54 games on that list right now so we could do all of these one a week that's one a week we're Uh, ready for the next year (laughs) yeah so it's a little intimidating but cool it is cool i I really like that so um if you have submitted a game a thank you and b we 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 will be playing it so fear not yeah we'll get there we'll just sort of we pick them out and play them every now and then just Um, put like a random number generator nick (laughs) yeah true so yeah this has been great i i really liked this year of of Podism. it was like a a very cool year just as far as like you know getting more people involved in this and uh yeah it's it's just been good we've seen growth in ways that are like satisfying in a non-capitalistic sort of exponential growth way and more of just like oh nice like more people are talking about the games that they loved and that's cool mm-hmm. it's great i like oh, yeah. doing this that's yeah, fun it's a fun thing to do <laughs> yeah for sure um, okay Let's, uh, out, Outro Hello The fastest transition sequence of all time Transition If you want to talk to us on the internet you can do that at podtimism.com uh, It has links to all of our stuff If twitter is, isn't a smoldering pile of ash You can get a link to it um, We'll see Big if. We'll, see where, we'll see where we land after that I don't know of another good place to do like Hey we have an episode out mm-hmm. uh, That is quite as effective yet So we'll, we'll see what on. happens there Maybe. <laughs> we'll see what happens. If you want to help out the show, there's a couple things you can do. You can review the show on your podcatcher of choice. Again, I see people doing that more and more. So thank you for that. Or you can tell a friend. Um, I think that this being the goatee episode is a, probably a pretty good one, a, like representative wise to show to somebody. Um, just because it's, I I think it's a pretty good record of the kinds of games that we liked. It would be a cool one to boost. So if, Mm -hmm. if you so choose, you can do that. And if not, that's okay, because it is humbling to have you here at all. So, so thank you for listening. Really appreciate you being here. Mm -hmm. Thank you for everybody who has been here for one episode or the whole year, or since episode one, Metal Gear Man, dear, an okay (laughs) episode. (laughs) If you didn't love me at my Metal Gear Man, dear. (laughs) You don't deserve me at my goatee 2022. Let's see. Thank you, Scott Wilkinson for thank making you, our Scout. podcast art, which will inevitably be the podcast art for this episode because we're not talking about a single game. It's GOATI. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's very, very, uh, very good podcast art. You can check her out on the internet at humble goat, wherever humble goats are sold. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Do you, do you have gaming wisdom? For the end of the year, David,
2: the the game of the year is just the game that you love the most this year. Don't true. don't get caught up in people's end of the year lists. It's all subjective. It's true. Just just play the games you like. Love the games you love, and just do you. Focus on you, Babe.
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> the inclusion of Babe was really something there. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I I do. I, I, I like I'm on it. the fence. I'm on the fence i personally loved it you loved it i mm-hmm. loved that thanks babe Yo, whoa okay now we're talking <laughs> I w- we will see you in 2023 <laughs> yeah, back people, around the horn people babes. didn't
2: see it but a shock wave went through chase when i said that
0: <laughs> i was blasted back in my chair blasted, yeah it was beautiful <laughs> see you next year gamers <laughs> see ya bye bye bye